0: Okay, that'll do. Whatever. There we go. Right. Uh, Okay. Uh, Good afternoon, morning, evening, whatever applies to you. And welcome to a very special EuroLeague. Uh, It is, of course, time for our world's 2022 power rankings. We are the last horse to cross the line, I think it's fair to say, when it comes to this. Um, But we'll take it. Um, I assume you guys have all heard the one about the Englishman, the Irishman and the Scotsman. Who are all, of course, <laughs> present today. But what about the Englishman and I'm the buttless joke as well? The Irishman, the Scotsman, <laughs> and the colonial who got repeatedly <laughs> fucked by Riot. Well, not bad, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> no need for a punchline. The setup. It's all right. Itself.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. Riot's really enjoying my latest. Uh, my latest tweets. My latest tweets are, are surely making them super happy right now.
0: Absolutely, no, I have no doubt. Just waiting for that call up. That's why you're still in America, right? That's why you didn't bother going to Greece, Just waiting for the emergency call up, bringing back. Uh, speaking of riot, I've done something that, in their eyes, is probably considered a bit whimsical. Here, I'd say because you know I brought together a group of people who actually know quite a bit about the eastern regions. You know those teams that will probably end up playing all the big, important, best of fives. That's so right. Late. There's only
1: five. There's only five casters I noticed from LPL and LCK combined, and probably half those casters will be cut by the time the playoffs start. So it'd be another another great old time over there in Worlds with a bunch of people who didn't watch all those games, uh, casting those games.
2: Why Unless not? you ask the comment section, I have watched none of the LPL, none of the LCK, and I am a European dick fucking enthusiast. I can't get a much <laughs> enough of Larson's cock down my throat. Yeah. The wow. Agenda. That's that's
0: that's you in a nutshell, mate. Need yep. need need that's I say one. more? Right yep. now, before we jump, the larson into Agenda
1: it, sounds like a banger, uh like spy thriller movie.
0: Yeah, or a really bad like Christopher Nolan ripoff or something. Uh, but before we jump into worlds, Kira, Monty, Dagda, as I realise I haven't formally introduced any of you. Fuck it. We are going for, and no, Kira, it is not my patented. Would you rather? No, no, no. I, I have a well sorry, I have a moral quandary for you as it seems to be a week of moral quandaries with regards to the esports scene. When is it ever not? Let's face it. But here is my moral quandary. Okay. You have to commit one crime. Okay. By doing so, you will assume oh, you will ensure, sorry, that this crime is never committed again. What crime <laughs> do you commit? <laughs> <laughs> By anyone? Yeah.
1: By anyone by in anyone the world
0: ever. This crime is eradicated off the face of the earth by you.
2: Oh, murder. 100%. 100%.
1: Yeah, yeah I, just, I
0: just kill a rioter.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> I mean, surely surely I could go to, you know, somebody who's Sorry, already condemned a, <laughs> just, condemned to death. The doctor's like, please get me out. <laughs> surely I could go to somebody who already has the death penalty and just murder them because uh, they're going to die anyway, right? Or I would find, do they have to be unwilling because I feel like somebody who's terminally ill would also so potentially... So here's the, here's the thing. So
0: ev- aside from the hypothetical itself, everything else is as you were. So if you have to commit murder, it's not like people are aware of this scenario. Like you have to physically go out, choose your victim, do whatever it is you're going to do. You can't oh. just be like, oh, i the way, government. I'd, I'd take happens. that
1: one for the human race. I'd take that one for the human race. What I'm
0: that
2: means all the NA pros have stopped stealing their paychecks year in and year out, who oh. solve LCS in one year. Hello.
0: not bad not bad i like it i like it dagda i know you're dying to answer this question it's what you came here for
3: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i feel like murder is a good shout or like yeah i'm kind of gonna take the middle road here or you just go for like petty theft right you nick a packet pringles from like a shop and just call it a day
1: <laughs> you're just helping the corporations in that case dagda for the most part yeah you
0: know. go down yeah, corp true. See, I've put way too much thought into this because I think I've solved it, okay? So what you actually do is because if we're thinking of like crime, right? A crime is defined by the the, the punishment or the, the hammer that comes down on what you did, right? So in that sense, I would commit, wait for it, sexual assault because... Think of how blurry the lines are and how difficult it is to prove sexual assault. By eliminating anything that constitutes sexual assault, you are getting rid of a whole host of, you know. Sure,
1: you would get rid of a lot of things.
0: Yeah, you get rid of so much shit, and it's one of the hardest things to prove, right? Like, you can after slap after my arse, Rich. Well, I'll do that on the way out. That maybe that'll be maybe that'll be the crime, yeah. Fuck it, why not? So yeah, sexual assault, and also yeah, you could probably if you have to actually go out and enact it you could probably do something that's like yeah technically the crime but a bit borderline i I just love how you guys all instantly gravitated towards killing someone and Like, yeah.
1: i no. mean look i mean I, I think i think that that gets rid of the most evil in the world right sure. and like one murder for the, the entire future of murder is probably a, a decent price to pay
0: Absolutely. There's probably some maths you could actually do where you could kind of weigh up and quantify, like, the idea of removing murder versus removing every sexual assault or something. I assume sexual assault is.
2: Bertrand Russell would be mortified right now. 5X. <laughs> screaming, screaming into the mic.
0: Well, them. fuck Bertrand. These are new times, Kira, new times. Right now. Uh, for those of you lovely viewers at home, we will be doing a few viewer questions at the end. So make sure you join the Discord below if you haven't already to get involved in that. Um, before we do jump into the power rankings, I do just want to quickly touch on the patch as well. We do now know what the patch is. Uh, Worlds will be played on patch 12.18. This sees nerfs to you know, recent mainstay picks like Callista, for example, as well as some other changes. I think uh, Lulu got nerfed. Oh, Hecarim as well, of course, which you might not have seen in pro play much. But on live patch, Hecarim was a fucking joke. Trust me, that champion was ridiculous. That's been nerfed. Um, and I guess that would have probably been Perma at Worlds if they didn't change it. So my question to you guys on this is very simple. And I will start with you, Mr. Kira. Uh, sort of looking at this meta holistically as we can, without having seen anyone play on it yet. Which regions do you feel are likely going to most benefit and most suffer from what will be the world's patch.
2: Uh the EU probably suffers the most and LPL probably gains the most in general. I haven't been watching that much of not what started that watching that much solo queue to see like all like the picks and stuff. There've been a lot of uh like strange like support like picks that have started to be like crop up roundabout. And it kinda really depends on what teams are kind of going to be willing to play. Like, I can see in terms of, like, the support pool, EU gaining a lot, but just with the weakness to, like, ADC now, and I think the slight increase in prowess of, like, top in general, I see that as a general much favour for LPL, less favoured for EU, and then LCK kind of wavy in between. Very Depends on
0: the team. How, how do you see this, Monzi? Do, well, do you think this changes much between your sort of initial thoughts going into this Worlds versus having seen the patch as much change for you?
1: So it, I think it depends on how big of an effect the Thresh and Lee Sin buffs actually have in practice, because first off, I'm very happy to see both of those champions buffed because those are the kind of playmaking champions that you want to see at a competition like Worlds. And so I would agree that based on the junglers and support players we have coming from LPL, that this is probably better for LPL overall. But obviously Lee Sin and Thresh buffs are, are, are potentially extremely good for T1 uh, in particular. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as the Korean teams go, probably less good for Gen G, but the Ash buffs should also be super favorable, I think, for Gen G because Ruler is probably the best Ash player in the world, Um, and like that team really knows how to play around that champion. So I would think that there's it's kind of a mixed bag overall. Probably LPL favors and favored, and then it's team by team, which which of these buffs are going to be favored um, for Korea? I don't think it does a whole lot for Korea's other teams. Maybe it does something for Deft potentially on DRX, but the problem is running Ash with DRX is that somebody else has to pick up the slack there. Um, so that's better for Gen G. And then obviously the playmaking champs are ab- absolutely fabulous for T1, especially because that's how owner was actually doing well earlier in this split. And then Karia, when T1 has been at its peak, he's been able to play Thresh to save Gumi Yushi and, and kind of fix his positioning issues. So that's really important, I think, for T1.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dagda, as our resident LPL uh, expert here, um, do you, I mean, me and Kira have talked about this and I've also talked about it with some top laners whose names I will not name on this show, but what what is your view of like the LPL top lane right now? Do you really feel like that LPL is just way stronger in that position than everyone else? And do you, do you think that patch, the, this patch changes anything there?
3: Yeah, I think, like this patch must be helps LPL. I think there's a couple of different things that I'm not sure if I like. I so I think top lane one, much... very strong in LPL at the moment. I think 369 is absolutely insane. Probably gonna, he's probably the best yep. top laner at this tournament. He's an yes. absolute monster spit of his career. Um, I think Breathe will surprise a lot of people with yep. what he's going to be because RNG haven't really been giving him resources and he's always been kind of a guy who does really well with resources. Um, I mean. Every, pretty much every team from LPL benefits from shift towards top spot in particular RNG as well like they don't want to play around Gala they want Ming to be able to roam they want Shehu to be able to roam so I think the patch is going to be super good for them I think the real curious one for me is what the jungle meta is going to be because I know we're kind of talking about Lee Sin but I am still have my eyes on like Graves seems insanely strong and um, i think hecarim still won't be out of the meta even with the nerfs that he's seen so if we end up going towards like farming junglers like that i honestly could see Damwon having a really really good split yeah i like, mean really good tournaments like you get of getting a little bit messy and then you get his champions coming back into meta nugari back on form like they could be terrifying
1: yeah, the thing about uh, the thing about One too is they probably have the deepest overall champion pools of any of the Korean teams. So I would expect Damwon to start to to at least start very strong because they're going to be able to adapt quicker. I think their ceiling is lower than other teams, but I think they can make some really quick adjustments, and and that's going to be a pretty substantial advantage for them.
2: Yeah, oh, just I think, think the, of Con- oh, sorry, you Oh,
3: I was just going to say, I think the only team that does worse out of this in the LPL is EDG. I think Flandre has a really rough. Um, yeah he looked only... bad in playoffs yeah, yeah they're it was, the only it was team that will struggle with this
2: just to give context around it's not that the LPL are sending the best top lane talent it's the fact that the LPL teams that are going are some of the best teams in the world that are playing around like top lane and they are so used to playing around top lane and they that they are, they want to play around top lane and you know if you go look at like some of the other teams that have like shown some of the more, like, tendencies towards carry picks. Like, for example, let's take uh, one at the hat. Like, C9 actually do play the Fiora, okay? For example, um, I would trust Brave and 369. First of all, their Fiora is on another level compared to c nines, And playing around is on another level. But they play all the counter matchups as well. And are you really going to like, banning shitty Fiora counters, guys? Like, that just does not seem like a good idea right now. So, I think... In terms of the top side of the map, the LPL has gained a lot. Apart from Flandre, who's a bit of a, he's at a bit of a shit
0: spot right now. If Fudge yeah. picks Fiora into a Chinese top laner, can we just delete the LCS? Like that's gotta be. <laughs> he's gonna do
1: uh, it. You realize? You realize well, that he, is definitely gonna happen, right? He
2: can win some matchups because I don't trust the LPL coaches to draft like very well until later in the tournament. They famously draft really bad early like not even like I, like we'll come to it later on but i don't even trust some of the lpl coaches to like ban like the seraphine and like senna f- uh, and, and like g into g2 and stuff like until it actually happens and they do ban the champions i don't trust them sometimes
0: but i think with something like fiora though it's a little bit different because and this is something i think that people don't actually look at too much when they're thinking of like draft advantages or whatever it's like if you are really good and i think just as a region obviously china has Historically, always been the best Fiora. Re- I mean, it's the, a meme, right? Chinese Fiora. Like, it's not just about your ability to play the champion. Like, you're going to be really fucking good at playing against this champion that you have mastery of. Like, I, I think, think it the... loses a lot just on that basis alone. Sorry, go on, Doctor.
3: I think the one that was really interesting to me was watching um, Impact play the Fiora and the Aatrox matchup. Because I actually was watching it and I was like, in LPL, we saw that in playoffs, and Aatrox destroyed the fiora early and like i was like i thought this wasn't how this matchup worked and then i ended up chatting to kelsey moser about it and she was like no Aatrox is actually just so incredibly strong with the eclipse build he he wipes the floor with fiora in the early stages even though it used to be a counter matchup and then i looked across at lcs and i just saw pretty much every single Aatrox getting destroyed by fiora and i was like oh so that's the way i thought this matchup worked and clearly the lpl have just gotten a step above where they understand the matchup so much better so i think it's it's as you say like not even just the fact that fiora's back in meta it's like you think you can pick fiora into Aatrox if you're coming across and then you just see the lpl of a completely different way of playing the matchups into it
0: yep definitely right now we are going to jump straight into our power rankings here forgive me for a second i'm gonna have to adjust the box again i assume yep there it is look at that that looks just fantastic production value oh oh oh
1: i i will Oh, are we going to do this based on the patch information now so are we taking into into account the latest round? yeah of patch? i
0: mean i think the yeah, only way I to am. do it is you have to like project what's you believe is got it yeah going to happen in that sense um how have i managed to do this even worse than last time that's because
1: that, that that's going to change a, a few things with the patch in mind like probably drx goes down edg goes down Dom one and T one go up.
0: Yeah, you know. I'm not going to
1: opine on VCS or like yeah, some of the, these minor yeah. regions. I, I look, man, I, I guys, I don't know fuck all about these teams. And uh, I'm not actually, unlike Dagda, I'm not paid these days to care, so... So
2: can we, right, can we get a didn't-watch-don't-care didn't box, and I'll just pick half the teams that are trying to qualify in them. Like, well, guys, like, I'm no, not pretending to care about these teams.
1: When I, when I was paid to accurately represent these teams, I would do that. But now that I'm not, I can just officially not waste my time, which is...
0: I, I have 17 one, didn't-watch-don't-care. Yeah, there you we know go. what? I can fulfill that request. Don't care... <laughs> watch watch. there we go right (laughs) so we're gonna do this in order guys based on uh how they're listed uh in front of me here actually no actual defined this completely arbitrary so the first team we have here is loud uh speaking of kira's (laughs) kira's new category does anyone uh, have an opinion on this team
1: I need to I need to learn more about this org because it's actually very impressive that they've been able to field such a good Valorant roster yeah. as well as winning in Brazil so that's yeah. that's really good considering there are a lot of strong orgs uh in brazil that have a lot of legacy so it's cool that they've kind of arrived so quickly
0: yeah so uh i guess the only points of interest on this team like as a viewer either you're going to know about them or you're not and we're certainly not the ones to give you like the the low down but they are a brazilian org as monty mentioned they have a korean jungler interestingly a guy called croc as in Croc 2, spelt the same. Uh, and yeah, that's about it as it comes to my my knowledge on this team. Dagda looks bursting at the seams to drop a knowledge <laughs> bomb on us. So uh, please. I was
3: just going to say, I know Brantz is quite hyped coming out of this team. I haven't had a chance to properly watch them. I'm actually watching them tomorrow, but I know that Brantz is supposed to be really hyped shit. coming out of this team and that's who a lot of people are looking at, suppose.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And on the casting side, uh, do you know if there's... Is there anyone that Riot hide, which is, would even have a clue about this region do we do we know did they did oh they... i know
3: like they talk to the guys in the, the lla and actually like get information from them and uh, to pass on
0: but um yeah it's just i i just haven't had a chance to watch them yet that's
1: all I, oh well, all right Tindons is on this roster he's super og
0: yeah that's true actually that's uh yeah blast from yeah the past. i mean Cyber
3: robo right we saw him at, at uh, msi or not msi he was on at worlds last year as well so like, there's a couple of familiar names that are on it. I think the the big one is like Tin Owens is kind of the, the staple mid laner for them. And they've been putting a lot of resources into bot side as far as I know. But, uh,
1: he was to- part of the team that famously uh, knocked Alliance out in 2014 Worlds in the Kaboom over Alliance upset. Yes. That was absolutely fucking Wait. hilarious.
2: No way. Is he actually like yep. Boom,
1: yeah, he he knocked Froggen out of groups,
0: so, <laughs> out of uh, <laughs> out of man, <laughs> No, he,
2: he knocked Wicked and, <laughs> and a bunch of other people out of group. Froggen was on his knees. Uh, someone, to... <laughs> someone,
0: someone at Thorin more longevity than Froggen. This guy, more of a, a <laughs> mid lane legend. Right. So, oh, oh, is is this the team going straight into Kira's category? Is this the don't care? Didn't watch. I feel like it has to be. Yes. Yes. Have... yes okay, look, look, okay. I.
1: It, you know, I do care when I watch them in the future, and I am actually excited to see Tin because I don't think he's been at Worlds ever since 2014. So that's like a huge gap, obviously, but really fun to see.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will care. Yeah, I will okay. care eventually. Let's, ch- in <laughs> fact, let's change it because that's a bit toxic, isn't it? Might care, didn't watch. There we go. There Hold we go. On. Right. Now, the uh, next team on our list here, if I just... Pull this back up is uh Isurus or isiris i guess that's probably Isurus. That i they think it's Isurus. okay so they're actually from the latin american region they are a mexican team uh again these guys actually have two korean imports they have add who is their top laner uh and they have a guy called jelly who Wait, is what?
2: Their top laner?
0: yeah add yeah. is their top laner and yeah. Jer- uh, jelly is their support player um and then they have grell jungler seer sire mid lane and gavotto is the ad carry um again guys any <laughs> anyone want to uh don't let me i mean I know, ADD I know who add
1: a is i know who ADD guys
0: this guy just loves
2: picking different champions every game there you go that's add <laughs> he played on Bella Bella gaming Okay, yeah. so, so for people who don't
1: know he was on mvp for several years before that yeah, yeah well. the MVP.
0: Yeah. so this guy is like the eminence light of random korean top lanes for those that don't know or maybe want a point of reference to what i'm talking about in the nlc there's a team called jdxl who had a mid laner called eminence a very talented player very gifted player but this guy also deliberately went out of his way to only play unique champions for an entire split so he had one game on sixteen different champions. I think by the end of it, um, watch out. So yeah, they ended up uh, crashing and burning. So I'm not sure his teammates would be well, happy well, probably about. Probably wasn't his, his fault. His priorities. Uh, right. So I hate to I hate to do it to them, but are, are they going into our, well? Actually, you know, it's it's the might care tier now, right? So you know. Things, the main point things... is that we didn't watch, so we can't have opinions on yeah, things
2: we exactly, haven't seen. Exactly. That is the main that is the main thing to take away from here, guys. Full,
0: we might not have any production values, but full integrity on this stream, guys. So Isaris, who by the way, have a pretty cool logo, although I will say it does kind of also look like uh SeaWorld a little bit or something of okay. that. What can you say um right but yeah (laughs) sorry guys that's that's you know again maybe we will care about you who knows it's kind of like a, a play it prove it system that's more how i'm seeing it you know as the entitled westerner who hasn't bothered to watch your region you know show me at this one tournament a year that you're good there we go um right next on the list Istanbul Wildcats. Now, oh maybe, <laughs> maybe you guys will have a tiny bit more context on this team. I do believe.
1: I mean, I remember a... Farfetch and Holy Phoenix. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's still the Holy Phoenix show, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Holy Phoenix is someone who, at different points in his career, was actually rumored may even come and play in LEC or, I guess, what was then uh, EU LCS at the time. He is actually a very good player in the context of the region and he'll be
1: someone- he'll be in lcs uh, next year when they remove uh, minor region restrictions
0: yeah be- well yeah very possibly uh i mean i think he is He's got a magnificent beard that too that is it's like a james harden it's like a james harden level beard unfortunately we don't have a separate beard category so i'm not sure i I cannot comment on this man's play because i've never given a single fuck about this region i have i and he does he's one of these because you know sometimes some of the players they like to sort of hide away and and plead sort of uh ignorance by invisibility by you know going on eune and stuff like this holy phoenix I don't know about this last year, but he was always, like, high up on EUS solo queue. Like, I think this guy is a decent, like, a legitimately decent player. But I don't think any of us are expecting them to get out um, of play-ins, let alone anything else. Especially because of the format this year, right? Like, it doesn't really lend itself to that. Um, Dagda, do you have anything to add before I, uh, unfortunately... Well let's wait and see maybe maybe <laughs> I'm gonna shift them up here
3: um sorry I'm reading through yeah I think the um yeah the big one is still Tony holy Phoenix like even when you looked at it MS- MSI like every single game they went into was just triple band holy Phoenix and what do you do so I think we're gonna see a very similar story um and I think the thing is although I, I actually do think holy Phoenix is a good AD carry I just think the rest of the team and the way that they try and play the map and it game just won't let them be able to to match up unfortunately um like i again when we saw their msi when they got a lead they could look good but if they didn't they just didn't really know what to do with it so i think it would just be a case to get out matched to a certain extent
0: there are a couple of actually interesting points about this team, though, which I think paint a picture of what the current state of Turkey is right now. Because for those that don't know, obviously we're kind of all going through some kind of recession, as it you know. But it's nothing compared to the shit. That's yeah, going the on in lead Turkey. on hyperinflation of the leader. Yeah. What's interesting is that usually you would see in the top. Uh, teams coming out of Turkey that they would typically have imports. So a lot of Korean players, um, Snowflower, in fact, some some players that ended up going on to other regions afterwards actually, yeah, have actually, did actually kind of start their Western journey if you like, in Turkey. But the lira, or I think it's the Turkish lira, whatever it is, is so fucked right mm-hmm. now, that's like no longer an option and you're just, there are very few Korean imports now whatsoever. And it is interesting now that this team <laughs> is entirely turkish so it will be an entirely turkish roster and i'm not actually sure if that this could be wrong i'm not actually sure that's happened before that an entirely turkish team has at least made it to the group stage i don't think that's ever happened i could be wrong because they've historically relied heavily on imports um but yeah i think unfortunately guys wasn't gpm
2: on the team last year
0: Gang by Mom. nah. years... He, no. Years ago. Years and years. But literally, like, like at least three or four years ago, I think. I, I don't think he's played in Turkey. For, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Again, this whole region is kind of Mike Care didn't watch for me. But I I don't think so. Oh, uh,
2: he was super massive 2020. Uh.
0: Yeah. Right. So we're actually going to now slightly uh, shake this up because I've realized that this list I'm on is just kind of descending from uh, these teams. So now I'm going to jump to the other side. And we're going to go to JDG, right? So JDG, guys, what are we thinking? Obviously, the LPL comes in as a region, as sort of the, the heavily favoured region. Um, When we look at the possible categories here, obviously, the top two brackets are favourites and could contend uh, of the Chinese teams, or let's just say the best Asian teams, like Where do you guys see JDG? Obviously, for those that didn't watch, LPL playoffs were fucking wild. They have like this awesome double bracket system where you just... And so many games or matches went to to game fives. And a lot of these teams, you know, some of them you can say it's MMA maths or match up well against certain teams and not other teams. But it's kind of hard to tell who is the best, I guess, if you're sort of just watching the game casually. Dagger, I'll start with you. Like, what, what is your feeling about JDG coming in? Do you think they're one of the better teams from LPL so jdg
3: is actually my favorite to win the tournament and um, i think they're looking really really good Um, i think the shift towards top side will actually work out really really well for them i think 369 is the best top player of the tournament and can play a multitude of different styles like we've seen him slip in towards like the scion and the tanks and stuff like that but like back in the day he was an absolute monster in the top side can still look amazing on things like Kenon and that which i think we're pretty high up in the meta so the flexibility he brings and also just how good he is um, should do well for them. I also think when we look at, like, one of my other f- favorites for the tournament, like Gen-G, Um, I think JDG are much better when it comes towards how they play through their mid-jungle and starting early skirmishes and playing hyper-aggressive, and looking for picks. And I think the pace that JDG play out is going to catch a lot of people out. Uh, and I think the it's just going to be very, very difficult to deal with this team when they were already so good at playing through their top side, and now you're just doubling down on it plus if the meta even shifts in towards things like graves and hecarim and farming junglers you got kanavi who's just a monster on that side anyway so it just feels like no matter what way even like he was one of the best lease ins that we had back in 2020 as well so no matter what way the meta seems to shift it just feels like it's it's set for them once it goes towards top side
0: monty what what do you think of, of jdg do you think they are the best lpl team or do you think that you know I don't want to say got lucky, obviously, because again, a lot of these a lot of these series did go to five games, right? And they weren't uh, yeah. Very okay,
1: so I think I think I think to be fair to what happened in both of the series between JDG and Top Esports, I don't think JDG should have won either of those series. Um, I think that so there there are still flaws that exist within JDG that I think. Are somewhat dangerous against a team like Gen G, such as they really like to hard commit with limited vision and go very, very deep uh, on those commitments, which can be and indeed was a way to get back into some of the games against top esports. Like that willingness to to make a play uh, a screen away from behind can be a huge boon as well. But if they start doing that in situations where teams can set up traps for them it could just end horribly and top esports i think sputtered out in terms of their macro um in many of the games that they played in the head to head i do agree that 369 is probably the best top laner at this tournament and and a top focus is probably going to be useful because as good as yagao was in the playoffs i think that's a Overperformance and a regression to the mean. If we expect that to occur, is probably not going to be great for JDG. But if we're pushing away from the mid lane, bena then I think that's very useful. Um, I think they are certainly a favorite for this tournament. I would put them up there with Gen G. I personally would put Gen G first, but um, you know, especially considering some of some of the patches that are coming in. Um, I will make an argument for Genji now, if that's okay with you guys. <laughs> do you want? Are we? Do you? Do you want to get yeah, talk about JDG well, first, or then move well, on to Genji?
0: We can do Genji after straight after Great. JDG. So it sort of yeah. Um, no, I, what I would say also about this team is I think watching the LPL playoffs and then because it was quite nice how it was sort of overlapped or interwoven with uh, the scheduling of the LEC playoffs is I think you know when it comes to the the bot lane, just to to touch on that. And obviously there was a heavy prio on the Lucian army. And I just think that this team was a really good barometer of where the proverbial gap is right between like some of the Eastern teams and the Western teams, because again, the, the JDG bot bot lane isn't talked about, or at least, you know, hopes not talked about really in the same sort of category typically as like ruler and, uh, jackie love and viper right like he's not seen as being in like the same tier necessarily but i think he's a really good barometer for like how big the gap is between western bot lanes and eastern bot lanes like go back and watch some of those series and this guy's Fucking limit. Yeah, but I mean, it was players. it was better than Jackie Love. Sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> it was. All just, right. it was. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking so, about from so, like a Western perspective, but, but I, right?
1: I, I think there are there are caveats. So first off, I think Hope benefits greatly from missing being maybe the best support player at this entire tournament, um, which is That's huge. Cool. Also, Hope. Was not as impressive in lane, and I think if you look at players like Ruler and Viper, why we right. say they're better is that they're the more complete eighty carries across all phases of the game. Hope's team fighting was fantastic, but he's the, not a the, good the laning wasn't sure. incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, my my point is that um, I think when we throw out the names of like the best Eastern bot laners, that Hope's name usually doesn't come up. And my point is like you should use this guy, not one of those players. Use this guy as the barometer because he's considered. Half a tear down, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's fucking ins- yeah. But he's fucking insane. Like, this guy's actually yeah, still really nuts. fucking good. Uh, AD carry, um, but yeah. So, Kira, what, what's your take on JDG? Like, how do you feel about them vis a vis the are they the strongest team in the LPL for you? Uh, uh yo, know, by definition, on the, the law of averages, they
2: are the strongest team in the LPL. Uh, because you know, Jackie Love is a member of the other team and he made sure that they couldn't win. So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um there are re- gdg are a really hard team to quantify i think the individual heat players of gdg are some of the most overrated in terms of like their strength i've ever seen like ever because if everyone has these team players like top five some of them like top three and all that and when i watch gdg that is not how they won. except 369 369 is actually as good as it sounds but what people don't realise is this guy is the dice man, and he's been rolling a lot of nines recently We have not seen threes This has not been the year of the threes and that's not to say that maybe he's turned a page in his book, right? But I have eaten into this man's cake many a time when he was on TES and he can just start playing inexplicably bad But it's not really happened so I wouldn't bet on it happened I would bet on the average 369 will be the best toddler in the world I th- also think Yagao's been a little bit fucked. He's gained a little bit because Zoe's a lot better in the meta yeah. now. So, and Yagao and Knight are probably the two best Zoe players in the world. Um, but it's one of Yagao's, like, specialist, like, picks. and then like, it's, like, he's unbelievably, like, good. They're, like, min-maxing that, like, champion. But other, like, picks for, like, Yagao I don't think are going to be, like, as good. And if Kanavi is going to, like, a more heavy, like, farm like junglers like style I think that can like hurt your gal. because I'm not sure against it's a very strange you gal just has a really good matchup into Knight for some strange reason Knight <laughs> runs it down into the worst player in LPL he can stomp everyone except probably your gal. and I blame Crescent yeah Crescent's still Knight's coach yeah is it Crescent? Uh, anyway, I blame the coach, right? Okay, this guy he's a fucking he's a fucking shithead, right? Cause he drafts oh, some so. absolute fucking dog shit for TN. GDG are my like team from the LPL, they're like FPX last year. Where th- this team could actually end up fucking it and just randomly <laughs> tying their shoelaces together and like hit like fall on face first. By the
0: but way. But the problem is Sorry, uh, I think you uh, No, I was just gonna say I believe uh is it the Warhawks. No, is it That's Hom? Crescent, hum- yeah. is That's it? Crescent, yeah. Oh, okay. says the head coach. Okay.
2: Anyway, it doesn't matter. G- GDG, though, has got much better fundamentals than FPX that, eh, last year, and they've got much better reliance. However, I'm with Monte. I think Gen G are like the one of the worst teams, apart from the top lane matchup, for. GDG to play, because TES don't have Dragon setups, they don't have Baron setups, they borderline sometimes don't even have macro, like what Some Knight is the only man that knows what a side lane is sometimes in that team, right but wayward sometimes on that and Genji do know these things and Genji they will just win
0: Right, so let's transition that then, so I I think everyone's in agreement that they're at least a favourite, right Oh We've lost Kira. Oh, he's gone temporarily. Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah. That, that webcam's just not working.
0: Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> he'll be back. For now, apparently, I'm monte Cristo, and Mo- Kira's here anyway because Monty is is cosplaying him. So here we go. So, but there we're we we're all in agreement that JDG is a favorite. I think it's fair to say. Um, yes. So we'll plonk yes. them. We'll plonk them there, and let uh, me go back to you on this. Then Monty, as. Uh, kira nicely set it up as well so genji we consider or you consider to be a good matchup into uh, jdg what what makes you favor them over um jdg why do you think they should be considered a favorite of the tournament as well so i
1: don't know if i think it's a great matchup into jdg in particular but i do think that when we look at the way that genji plays um that they are i think they are the the overall favorite for this event and the reasoning behind that is again i think that this There are pretty significant Ash buffs coming through, so there are a few things here. Uh, first off, I think Chovy is probably the single best mid laner uh, at this at this event. Uh, I think Peanut is an extremely strong in game leader and macro shot caller that has really unlocked a lot of these players' potentials. I think it's not incredible that the if the if the meta is going to switch more towards top lane focus. Because Doran is underrated, but he's not the best top laner at this event. But I think you can kind of overcome that. And if you look at the way that, again, the Ash boss for Ruler, I think, are significant. Ruler can play pretty much any 80 carry in the past meta except for Draven. And that hasn't been a tremendous issue, I would say, for Gen G. I would probably put Ruler behind Viper, uh, at least in the previous meta when it comes to 80 to carries, but probably a number two overall. But I think Genji's real strength is that we've seen them play very aggressively early on and be able to snowball leads from early tower dives playing an, a fast-tempo game. But when they fall behind, they are also really good at um, basically uh, stemming the bleeding, making sure the enemy team doesn't get too many objectives. And the real strength of Genji that I've been hammering on for the last few months is has been their their goal. The amount of gold that they take off the map is absolutely incredible. So the core strength of this team is actually a resource allocation strength, and it's a macro strength. And what they do is they simply get all of the gold on the map, which is very... It sounds stupid to say that, but it's very difficult to get your recall timings right, set up your waves properly, and they really just squeeze every last cent out of minion waves and out of the jungle. This is such a big deal. And sure, part of this was because obviously they're facing, I would say, weaker opponents compared to the field and the LPL. But one of the things that they did where they were a whole 2% up off of uh, minion gold, percent of minions taken in the game over any other team in the entire world. Okay, so they were getting just more. And they had almost in the regular season, they had almost 60% of jungle share which is fucking insane. So you com- you you say they had 54% or so of minions uh, from the waves, and then you have almost 60% of the jungle. So they just have more money than you. Um, and they're really good about sending Chovy into side lanes, and if Chovy's behind, catching him up into when he can be a dominant force. They know when to fight around objectives. Their win, comp- their, uh, win conditions are really clear. And I think where Genji has faltered is... They sometimes get confused by very weird picks, but the only team that was able to do that to them was Domwan when they play like Karthus Jungle or shit. If you play standard into Gen G, they will know what to do. Um so you have to come out with some wacky ass shit, I think, to throw them off. Um otherwise they will they will just dominate you. They're
3: the
2: so best team I, in the world that are dragons. There's it's yeah, unbelievable. So. Unbelievable how good they are at trading for gold for dragons. On you that guy, sorry.
3: So, yeah, I, yeah. so that's actually the part that I do agree that they get a lot of dragons. I actually disagree somewhat with how strong their macro is. I think they get buffed up on their macro because of how weak the LCK is around dragons. Yeah, um, I was looking at the stats, right? when you, You've only got four teams in LCK that have more than one dragon in 15 minutes. It's rare in the LPL that you don't have at least a dragon on the table by 15 minutes, if not two. And it feels like what oftentimes happen is that... Genji will end up playing this game where they play hyper, hyper defensive and they will match you on like Rift Herald pushes, they'll match you on sideline pushes rather than trying to cross map for things like Dragon or trying to trade effectively across the map. And I think this is why they get buffed up because if you look at their actual team compositions that they end up uh, going for pretty much every single game, it's some combination of Ornn, Azir, or Zeri slash Sivir. And every single game, they would just go, cool, as long as we just stop you from getting the map down, we're just going to outscale you. And that was kind of what they did every single time. And I think that the actual way to beat Gen.G is for LCK, honestly, to get a bit of a root up the arse and actually like look at dragons and push the game forward faster. Because you'd be looking at an average dragon, elder dragon, or sorry, not elder dragon, uh, dragon soul spawn, about 23 to 25 minutes in the LPL. Whereas like every game that I saw in playoffs from LCK, you're pushing 30 minutes plus. And I feel like that's why Gen.G got a little bit of an easier time coming into it was teams not kind of pushing the boat fast enough to actually contest them before they hit that late game spot.
1: I would counter that by looking at T1 versus G towards the end of the season, the last best of three that they played, where T1 played a very well-executed, up-tempo, twisted fake composition around them and still lost because they basically cross-mapped with macro and fed the shit out of Chovy. And T1 just ran out of gas with their composition. They are very good at playing from behind and they can cross-map. I think their their analysis of win conditions is, is extremely strong. So... I think that they're just the most complete team that we have right now, and I think they have very unique strengths in simply just having more money than you, and that is such a huge, huge factor in league right now, and nobody even like remotely comes close to them in that regard. I think the,
3: the biggest worry that I have for them is kind of what I saw from them against Liv Sandbox in playoffs, where it's like teams that will force early skirmishes, means that Chovy, and Chovy doesn't really want to leave lane right like you kind of talk about it they have this massive gold advantage for minions i think a lot of that is kind of Chovy just sticking around in mid lane and he's oftentimes on things like azir that don't really skirmish well in the early stages now obviously meta shifts and stuff like that but even we saw it a little bit when he's been at international previously where he's not the best at actually like leaning into early skirmishes and i think against live sandbox we saw a little bit of that where i think it was that was probably the toughest matchup that i've seen out of playoffs against them and i think if you end up against LPL teams and teams that are willing to push that envelope a little bit more in the early scare machine. I think that's where they're actually going to struggle a little bit.
0: But I, example, I think, I think oh, you, oh, you surprised go. by
1: Chovy. I think he's gotten way better at that this okay. year. I, I would I, that that is a criticism I would have definitely levied against him last year. But I think it's it's a lot different. I mean, uh, at least
3: looking at their early or their playoff series this split, it still seems to be an issue. But I mean, like, I haven't watched every LCK game. I'm not going to lie and say I have watched every regular season game. It just seems to be an issue from their playoffs.
2: But it also works the other way. Because, like, sometimes in the LPL, like, I think sometimes LPL teams are terrible at evaluating their, like, win cons. Like, I watched GDG, it eh, EDG, with a much better scaling team comp, go in, like, a best-of-five against TES, go to three Rift hill fights, behind on tempo, like, losing farm on ADC... And then they would, so you're, you're already behind on gold and then they're going to take a skirmish that the majority of the time your five heroes are going to lose to TES's five heroes. And they all, like, all five of them die and then they lose Herald. And so, like, instead of a 300 gold lead and then a 1,000 gold lead with the Herald, you're now looking at a 4,000 gold lead and then you're also not farming because you're dead. And you're just like, oh, well, this game just completely unnaturally, like, accelerated. Like, from that from this point onward, you can't even, like, m- m- uh, like any... Action the EDG takes after this point can't be like put inside like a metrics of good decision making because TES can do anything after that point and it just starts looking correct. So yeah, that'd I, be my that'd be my yeah. to... oh, sorry,
3: oh, yeah, I'm not saying that like this is a. I'm just. I think the the thing that I'm coming at here is that a lot of the talk around Gen G seems to be like they're. Just great across the board. They they don't look like they have any weaknesses, and I think that's where I start to argue. The fact is, like I actually think this team does have weaknesses in the same way JDG has weaknesses. Top esports made games so They and
2: crush Doran's head like a better fight. They can <laughs> literally. I think it's a big advantage.
0: They can cut his nuts off and play dice with them in the, the top lane corner. Let's, like, let's, mate, it's, it's entirely possible. Let's make this let's make this simple though. I mean, Dagda uh, obviously. Um, you don't rate them quite as highly perhaps as Monty for example but would you still have them in as a favorite yeah, as one definitely. of the few top favorites okay oh yeah That's...
3: i still think they're top 3 like probably even top 2 it's just a case for me of like
0: I, I, I just don't
3: want to go into this conversation saying that Gen G look absolutely unstoppable because it feels like that's the conversation at LCK a lot of the time when we go. Into no, the I do talking, not
1: believe LCK. that. To be clear, I am just making a case for Gen G here. I think there are a lot of good cases you can make, but similar to the Kanavi, I think you know probably the top three junglers at this event are Tian, Kanavi, and and Peanut. But the the farming jungle thing is actually probably pretty good for Gen G because having peanut be the primary shot caller and being so good at pathing, like I feel like it's better than having him be on a highly a least in meta, for example, right so I think that actually does probably play into Genji's strengths, especially like I said g is and uh, uh, I, I I looked it up they're at fifty seven percent in the regular split overall, but if peanut can get fifty seven percent of the jungle minions on a farming carry, like holy shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and
2: most of that most of that, based what does Peanut, no? hmm? most of that based around what Chovy does for Peanut, no? Hmm? Isn't most of that based around what Chovy does for Peanut?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I do think that they combine to just like vacuum up all the yeah, gold. Th- right? This is
2: why I think, I, this is in my head, why Genji incidentally ends up having a good matchup into GDG because, like, in the bracket of like the unbelievably good mid laners, like Showmaker's not as good, but you have like rookie Chovy Knight, right? Okay, now for some strange and unknown reason, Knight's just shit until you go, but I don't think Chovey's gonna contract that disease, and so like I actually don't see how, like, what, what world, unless like people are running it down in, in, in draft, how Chovy's going to end up in, like, these matchups where he can't pressure y- gal Unless, like, was just sitting on, like, non-pressure pranks like Lissandra all game. But even then, that causes an, a, a problem in the, the reverse, where Genji are then going um into, like, Drake setups and all that with possibly better, like, teamfighting and better scaling and stuff. Like, uh, it, it seems... When I look at how GDG won't beat the other LPL teams... It does not correlate for me a good way to beat Gen G. That's my biggest problem. So as Gen- that doesn't mean when G- that doesn't mean G D G cannot beat like Gen G. Yeah, they definitely like can. They have got like the players to do it. I would even say, but they haven't actually shown me. They never sh- showed showed me those things that like correlated to the that identified like Gen G. And if they started to do it, then well, yeah, I would change my mind. But i have not seen it. So, so for me, it's a
0: little bit hard. Let's transition to a team who looks almost unstoppable for parts of spring and but the narrative of somewhat for some people it's sort of fallen off a cliff for others i think now they're just kind of uh you'd be surprised if they could contend but maybe they can contend which is t1 um and i'll i'll start with you again on this uh monty like do you think that genji's dominance of lck is like more systematic of like how good of a team they are or do you think that t1 did actually drop off quite a bit and that facilitated their rise? like how do you how do you see that
1: uh so i think gen g is just a it has more dimension to them in terms of different metas i think t1 is a much more meta dependent team but here's the but if we are going into a meta that is more top lane focused, that is obviously extraordinarily good for T1 because Zeus is the best top laner within the LCK and he is a carry top laner. And a, a lot of the end of the season was like them trying to figure out how to play with Gumayushi in a, a very ADC dominant meta when he was playing kind of bad. And so if he can go back to being a secondary carry, that is absolutely huge. If Lee Sin is good, that's absolutely huge for Owner considering Owner can just fucking win games on Lee Sin for you straight up. Um, if, if we're going, if Thresh is good now, then Thresh being there is, is huge for T1 because Korea, you know, he was drawing Nautilus bands on some of these like hook champs. He's super good. And the fact that the lantern was at the peak of T1 earlier this year. And also last year, um, if the lantern was very important to keeping Gumi Yushi from doing dumb shit. Uh, so, it's, a, it's the Gumayushi leash, uh, so that's wonderful. Like, I'd, I don't know how much the mid-game meta is going to shift with some of, like, the Azir nerfs, but I think Faker is certainly diverse enough in terms of his champion pool that he can find ways to play that more supportive mid-lane style that he's doing. But I don't think you can look at these patches and think to yourself, this is bad for T1. It all looks extremely good for T1. And so now I think... Because also it looks it looks as good as it is for T1. I think it's really bad for EDG. So I think all of a sudden they're for they're like should be first place in their group. I think this is this is a great patch for T1.
0: Interesting with the Gumi-yashi, but they're a patch team. Yeah, with the yeah with the Gumiashi thing. Do you think that he? Because, again, there was a time last split where people were like, he's the best AD carry in the world. Like,
1: Idiots said that, sure. Yeah, do, do
0: you think that he's been... Do you, but do you think he has declined or do you think he's been exposed?
1: No, I think he was never as good as you said. I think that it was Korea who was really good. that's what i think (laughs) i mean his and even then like their laning phase in this meta has been pretty bad and then his team fight positioning has been pretty bad and his champion pool has been pretty bad like he hasn't been a great player but i think that the better the meta is for korea the better the meta is for gumiyushi and i think that a lot of the champions like Zeri that he was struggling with if they are kind of at least a little bit nerfed, he can do more things. Like his his big advantages were like Callista and Draven in this meta, right? Um, but if he can, you know, if he is is can play some of these champs, depending on how Callista was nerfed, right? Um he had to kind of be given a lane advantage in order to do well. Cause if he was in an even lane state or like an even lane matchup or behind like in a negative like losing lane matchup, he was super bad. Um, but that also then made owner have to spend a lot of time around bot lane, which then forced say us to play like a lot of orn top lane, which is like, it's not how you want to optimize this roster. So if the meta is shifting in this direction that we're talking about, it might be then I would see that as enormously positive for T1. And I don't think they go into the favorites tier, but they're probably, like, the top of the second tier
0: the co- now. Yeah, so the second tier just so you know, is the could-contend tier, which sounds about right for them. What, what do you think, Kira? Are they could contend, or do you think that not even uh, that?
2: Yeah, the top lane pool to this, but getting Gim on a leash is pretty hard. He has, like, Inexplicably, he has some of the best mechanics I've ever seen. And then he has horrible. Oh my fucking god. He's like Jackie Love on steroids in terms of like inning. Like, even though Jackie Love's like famous for inning, like, he's usually pretty good in lane, you know? Like, Gooma's just not. He just, it's like, it's, his brain just gets turned off and he takes the most like awful trades of all time. And then in team fights, it's, it's just bad. Like, it's, it's so inexplicable how bad he is right now. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, just...
1: yeah, I, I agree. Look, here's the thing. If T1 of, wins like, Worlds, Zeus is Worlds MVP. That's how it happens, yeah. right?
2: Or owner, if he gets a lot of Lee Sin games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's enough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're
2: saying they can win games? I,
1: I don't think that they will win. I think there yeah. is a narrow path to but, victory that they walk but, through Zeus having the a god-tier tournament, and that's how they do it. But
2: Sorry. Korea, unironically, is, like, Just in the actual server itself Korea is the best support player in the world like by like quite a lot large margin in my opinion like Korea is unbelievably fucking sick because he literally has an actual dog in his lane who's his ADC and Korea finds the most like creative ways in my opinion to like win out lanes attempt to fix lanes um, he's actually like extremely like he looks like one of the most like cerebral players. He's basically just held back by the fact that like supports can't deal more damage. So like if Korea was like a mid laner, you'd be like talking about him as like one of like the greatest players of our generation because his mechanics are genuinely fucking sick. He is so overqualified for his role. It's a damn shame that he picked like the worst role agency in the world right now. So it's unlucky, but. T1 can are still... They are a dark horse. I think they just get insta-killed by a lot of the LPL teams and Genji. What
0: do you think, Dagda? Is there any way I, I, that... I
1: think they have some good matchups against some of the LPL teams, but we can get into that. <laughs> is,
0: is there any, is there any yeah. way that we can put or justify putting T1 on the same tier? Or for you, are they are they a tier down from the JDGs and th- Genjis of the world? I think they
3: are just slightly a step below. Um, just because I think for... So for Zayus, I wasn't impressed with his Ornn. You can see he's just not comfortable playing tanks, yeah, especially yeah. in team fights. So I think if, because if like Ornn and Malca and these kind of things are still kind of teetering into the meta and top side, and you do play them a lot, I just think T one's team fight, like let like T one's team fighting is what actually cost them finals. I thought they heard like the early game was actually apart from game two was actually pretty good, and they looked like they were starting to get the, their footing underneath them, and then it came to team fights and they just got absolutely wiped. So I think the if the team fighting style is still what we're hammering home at worlds i think they just don't live up i don't think their team fighting is strong enough yeah so i agree with yeah so i agree with what monty was saying where i think if it turns in towards a carry meta like we saw for t1 or sorry like we saw before and like zayas back like last place or last year where he looked absolutely phenomenal and things like say like fjords and jaces and camille's and these kind of things okay cool maybe they have a chance where zayas can try and carry but i think it's still just such a slim margin I still think, like, if it suddenly shifts into a meta where it's perfect for them and Zayas plays out of his mind, maybe. But um, apart from that, I just don't see a world where they can do it.
1: Yeah, I also think th- this is going to be an interesting take. As, as good as JGG is, and we could argue that they are the favorites of this tournament, and indeed we have, I think T1 has a very good matchup into JDG. Yeah. So the weird thing is it's like I don't think T1's going to win, but I do think they may be able to beat JDG in a best of five, as, as strange as that sounds. Because one of the things that T1 is really fucking good at is sometimes they just read your mind and they, they are super good at setting up vision traps and just hiding in a part of the map where you don't expect them to. And because JDG, once you like throw the fucking bone and they see it like a dog, they're just going <laughs> to run straight for it into whatever's oh, yeah. in there. So like, yeah, they. I think that what's interesting to me about this is that that particular matchup, I don't think that Hope and Missing are capable of taking advantage of Gumiushi and Korea in lane. I think that you have a kind of neutral mid lane matchup between Yagao and Faker. And then I think like Owner and Kanavi is a very interesting matchup, and 369 and Deus is a very interesting matchup. But because T1 is really good at vision control and the way they macro, they're like a guerrilla warrior. And sometimes, and JDG just like charges in, you know, charge of the light brigade style and all dies sometimes. So I think that matchup could actually be super interesting. So I don't think that if you compare. I think JDG is better against the field than T1, but I think in that particular matchup, it would probably be a lot closer than most people would think.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, now let's switch gears for a a second and go to some Western teams. Um, And in the interest of time, I'm going to group some of these together also, because let's be real, there's not too much to say about our next region, which is North America. So I will focus the conversation on what I... Think we can all agree is like the hope of na which is cloud nine so let's talk about cloud nine do they have mr dagda i will start with you does cloud nine have a legitimate shot of i mean if we look at the tiers here basically that i i assume none of us have them as favorites or could contend so the next group is uh out of groups could they get out of groups or might struggle i assume that most of us would have them in one of those uh tiers obviously might struggle implying that they might have a rough time of it in their group, but, you know, not as bad as zero six 6 vibes. So what do you think, Dagda? Yeah. What are your hopes and dreams for, for Cloud9 vis-a-vis this tier list? Yeah.
3: I, I don't see them getting out of groups just because they're up against EDG and T1, right? So yeah. Like, realistically, I just don't see a world where they're able to, to take down either of those teams. Um, even if I think, like, the meta may not suit EDG, um, I, I just don't see a world where Scout and Viper lose to them. Like, the, I just cannot imagine a world where that's possible so um yeah i think it's hard to say that cloud nine are going to make it really Uh,
1: (laughs) so here's here's a counter here's a counter argument one lpl team always fucking shits the bed in groups and worlds so we have to pick one and who we think it's going to be i think edg has 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 taken is like going to get a beating as a result of this meta and if we look at the individual matchups, like, yeah, Cloud9 kind of skated by because they were powered by, by far, the best ADC in North America in an ADC-focused meta. But I will say this about C9. All of them want to carry the game, which is very different than any other LCS team. Like, you know, they do want to, like... You know, they they slap their dick on the table. And they will play aggressively. They will try and make plays from behind. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to make it out of groups, but I also... There is a scenario where EDG just completely shits the bed. Like yeah, but that, also, that is a very a real thing that I think can happen.
2: Yeah, but this is also the Doom matchup. The, okay, just go through it. Like, who's the best player and wins the majority of C9 games? Berserker.
1: Yeah. Yes. But there's okay. also the Flandre Fudge Berserker matchup.
2: Berserker doesn't lane. No. Bers- Berserker literally just <laughs> does not lane. He does not sure. conceive of the idea. It does not exist. Viper is a fucking laning massacrist. masochist. He well, Yeah, uh, he's
1: probably the best ADC at this event. I, yeah, yeah. So if, I, if I don't if, think i'm not arguing it's going to happen guys i'm just saying no. it's i don't think it's as one-sided as dagda does i think there is a very real possibility i would say there is a 25 percent chance that c9 gets out of the screen.
2: that's
0: high okay that's so really high monty has them as favorites for the entire tournament and... <laughs> right, so, so right, i guess we're all in agreement that probably it might struggle <laughs> is is probably fair just you know it has the same sort of vibe. I think
2: also people people are again like that scouts, like scout is not a bum. Scout got shot on by night, right? That is, that is not a consolation prize. That happens to almost everyone, not named your gal. Okay, <laughs> Jensen right now is not night, he's not in anywhere near night. He's nowhere near that. What are you like, talking about?
1: He plays old clock man and wins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> unironically true right on on the other side of that coin I don't think then, it's let's uh, let's do let's do EDG now then like so I guess in terms of their their ceiling or what you expect from this team and and I'll start with you Dagda and we talked a little bit about the patch like do you think that EDG is a team that's going to get tripped up by the patch and maybe they're not going to be as yeah. as strong as these other teams we've already spoken about
3: yeah i think they will be um i think this is a team like so i think this is a squad where they do very well when they have a lot of control in the early game like when scout is able to just mask you in lane viper masks or beats you in lane and then jj is able to like facilitate that to a certain extent with more aggressive junglers and they can play for early skirmishes and dragons and this kind of stuff i don't know if the meta is going to fit that style um a huge amount i think there are definitely some pushing lanes like the the kaises and misfortunes and stuff that might give them some advantages for like playing around dragons from bot lane and that sort of things but it just feels like the biggest problem is going to be top and jungle and um, like jj back in spring looked atrocious on things like hecarim i don't think like things like graves are going to suit him particularly well either like he wants to be more kind of the facilitator style. Um, and then looking at Flandre as well, Flandre's just been so hit or miss. Like it it does not make sense at all. Like the fact that this guy looked absolutely spectacular at one stage and then just goes to absolute shit the next is just incredible. So yeah, I think it's just unfortunate. I think top and jungle is gonna be the gap. And especially when we're in a top side meta, Scout can try his best. Like I think Scout Silas is insane. I think his Talia, if that she's still in meta, is are gonna be nuts, which I think she will be, and maybe like trying to help out on that top side of the map, but I mean, there's only so much that he can do, right?
2: So, do you guys I don't think it's a bot side meta, by the way? I just think some of the LPL teams will be able to, you know, play towards like top side. I still think bot side will dominate like worlds. Yeah. Do you,
0: so? Do you guys think so? If we look again here, here at the tiers, do we have them even sort of below tier ones? So obviously, could contend. We don't. There should be a, there
2: should be another group between out of groups and could contend because um no like, stop no, it that's no got oh I thought I meant out of groups as an out uh, no
0: no no sorry, make it out sorry, of, sorry, of groups stop. make it out I mean, of yeah, group. yeah 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 oh, right, yeah that's right, fair right. so is yeah, that yeah. is that where we have EDG then is that where we have EDG out of groups but realistically not yeah just yeah, yeah. okay, okay yeah. cool. Right, so let's move on to the rest of North America because I think this will be a quick little segment here. One uh, quick one: EG, Zaka, how how much do you think su- uh,
2: engaged supports will be viable at worlds? I think it's gonna be pretty high, yeah. I think yeah, then that actually be better, suits EDG yeah. because when Mako's on primary yeah. engage, JJ is much better at being secondary True. engage, yeah. and that covers a lot of JJ's weaknesses. That's how they won worlds last year, basically. But, so it helped yeah. them win, yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's,
3: it's again, it's just. If 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 JJ ends up selling stuff like Hecram, I get worried because I've seen oh, him just run it on Heckram <laughs> so many times, where it just it upsets oh, me so shit. much. <laughs> so, yeah. He's so fucking bad. I love you. Um, honestly, I think the actual saving grace might be Junja. I know that sounds awful to say, but but I actually think Junja might see a good amount of play world.
0: Right. So I, I need you guys race. to. This is sort of, you know, e.g. Up. 06, just put it in there, please. Any objections, <laughs> then, yeah, voice them now. Honestly, because, you know, it's not they're guaranteed to go 06, but it's 06 vibes, right? And but, I mean, not they're gonna not going like, to make it out
1: of play playoffs. Oh, no, they're I'm not going to make it out of playoffs. I,
0: I, I think 100 Thieves also give me 06 vibes. I'm not joking. I'm not saying they definitely go 06, but I think my struggle in putting them in the same tier as C9 is unreasonable. I actually oh, think agreed. 100 Thieves are terrible. Excuse me, terrible at League of Legends. I think they are a fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. abysmal team. Yep. Does anyone have any get, objections get, to
2: this? No, no, just get them to fuck. Yeah, come no, on, no, move no. on to the next teams. Right, there's so much uh, more interesting things to talk about. Mad Lions
1: can go into Mad Lions can go into yeah, six cool, right. Well, yeah, that's,
2: think that's, about that. Every team that Mad Lions is playing against has won a best of five except <laughs> Mad Lions. Dude, here's my, here's my
1: here's my here's my here's my here's my secret hope, guys. Here's my secret hope. I hope Mad Lions gets first place in their group at play-ins so they can make it into the group stage of worlds without ever having to win a best of five
2: yeah that is my secret hope
1: okay because i'm a masochist and i well no it's really that i just want them to change formats so like the more bullshit that happens the better i feel like the likelihood of them changing the format goes up so i actually want that to happen but i also think that the most realistic scenario is that it's something like, you know, what what is the the play-in format? So basically, I think, a yeah, game. I think basically like Mad Lions probably gets third place in group B, which means that they would then play the fourth place team in group B, and then they would play the second place team in group A. The second place team in group A is likely to be EG. I think they just, I think what happens is Mad Lions and EG play a best of series in order to determine who goes to groups and then mad lions wins that
0: but see monty that's you, what i think I, you, I, you've fallen into the trap with your dream right because this is what i walk from forever on will now be known as the electoral college fallacy right which is me being silly <laughs> and naive in 2016 thought brilliant trump versus hillary clinton the worst case scenario, whoever gets elected, surely they're going to revamp the two-party system. It's going to be like, nope, electoral college yeah, That would have been, would have been great, wouldn't it, but no. Like, it's the perfect storm, and they still didn't change shit. So even if Mad Lions managed to squeak into the groups, I don't think that Riot's going to be uh, too perturbed by that no best of fives win <laughs> meme, unfortunately. I, I, don't see, I don't see that happening. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I saw the weirdest tweet, by the way, or was it a Reddit comment, like an upvote, a Reddit comment or something, where someone said that they really hoped Mad like ramped up in play-ins because they think they have a higher ceiling than Fnatic. Like, in I'm not, I don't think Fnatic's a good team, by the way. But in what universe could you make yeah, that? Higher ceiling like, to jump off of. <laughs> like, how how does that work? Like, <laughs> player for player, surely they're just worse, right? The whole narrative of Fnatic is that they're worse than the sum of their parts. So, in what universe is that? They have like? a good jungler. Yeah. A lot of really, really good jungle. That's true. I,
2: right. I
1: mean they also just don't Fnatic just doesn't have a team right now or isn't scrimming, right? Yeah, well yeah, 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 like, your mouth's do still, your still giving them. a speech.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. like, like they
1: can't they can't fly right now, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's no, let's, talk, uh, episode, so. let's talk yeah. about Fnatic then. Uh well where... yeah. yeah. just toss
1: uh, in there. Is like, any objections look, to y- this? All right, all right, Dagna, I want to know I want to know your your scrim intel, your scrim tell, whatever you want to call it. Because like p- part of the problem with this world is that there was such a small amount of time that like nobody like the eastern regions have a massive advantage because they're all scrimming with each other in yes. Asia, and then everyone else is just like in their own little region scrimming so with whatever teams are left to scrim with at this point in time. So it, yes, we might see we're first off, it's going to be super weird because we're going to see regional metas like all collide yeah. at the same time. Uh, but secondly, like I just don't see how a the western teams are going to compete unless they they actually just like stumble onto the right meta because their practice going into worlds is going to be dog shit. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's and- like
3: I I appreciate that you think that I have any communication with the Eastern teams whatsoever, (laughs) because I'm LPL English, which means I don't get to talk to anyone on the LPL side. Um, And then, yeah, I honestly, I don't actually have any sort of contact. Even with LEC, like, I show up to a bar every so often after an LEC show, and I wave, and people kind of half know who I am. So, I know Oh, don't, don't worry, ride. Dagda. I've got you.
0: I've got oh. you on the on the scrim leagues. Okay, I'll just you're lay it out. It doesn't
2: it. It doesn't change
0: anything. Doesn't change anything. One for you.
2: One for you. One for. <laughs> Fred.
3: you Come here, child.
0: As uh, as as basically players have spoken about this publicly on streams or whatever. I'll just say it. Oh, the, the EU scrims have been a fucking disaster anyway. Like even in the context, right. they already only know they can scrim each other. They've still been a disaster. They're like trying to make mixed teams and shit to play against because there aren't enough uh, teams to even scrim against each other. Obviously Fnatic had COVID or whatever, like they're fucking rushing I fucking around trying love to fix the reasons. Like, yeah, oh. it, mate, it's, it's awful. But again, I saw some max level copium, on the interwebs, which says that actually it's fine that we don't get to scrim against the Asian teams. They can't because, see our secret strat. Yes, not only that, <laughs> not only that, you thought there was only a, a primary objective. There's also the side quest, which is not only can they not see our drafts, but because historically we've still never won worlds, it must have meant that scrimming against the Asian teams in boot camps was worthless. So there you go. Point proved, need I say <laughs> any more? Objective Galaxy evidence. There's, 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 there's that, you know. There's so, so what are we, what are we doing with Fnatic? I mean, I feel like zero have,
1: six get about
2: <laughs> <laughs> out, out out guys.
0: Again, there is a historical precedence for this because upset potentially, you know, not what, even what group are they
2: go- What what group are they most likely going into?
0: Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no.
2: <laughs> but was, but if you, uh, the bottom of like like the Fnatic, depending on who's replacing the players, the player.
1: I mean, I nope. guess they could go. Well, they probably would go into Group D. So
0: yeah, they B, go to Group B D, and, and then they can sub. Who wait, wait! If they go to Group D,
2: fanatic can come second, guys. Let's not live in Fantasyland
0: what's group, tell us, for minus of group D?
2: Gen, Gen Z, Flying Oyster, 100 thieves. thieves. That's not oh. outrageous. Okay, right, okay. So, okay, so, okay. If actually if we live in reality, like, come on, guys, let's like, yeah, not yeah, shoot no, the fucking enough. animal too let's, quickly. Let's here, put him right? in, in
0: my <laughs> struggle, then, because the that's the still balls,
2: definitely The dog only got a lump. Let's not put it down just for a lump. Oh. Fanatic can actually... Like make it out of here. It is now a lot more difficult because the fucked up shit. But we do we? This is a live question thing. So do we know the replacement
0: rules? Does anyone here know them? I think basically. I mean, in reality, my understanding now they, is so, that they can like emergency basically means they can have a lot of flex essentially to do what the
1: fuck they want. Like yeah, they they also uh, can't like if both European teams get in. I think the rules get thrown out for which uh, yeah, which two. group they get drawn into. So yeah, um, but it it should be i mean group d is obviously the most open but uh could be yeah it could be i think one of the two europeans but i think both the of them European. will make it into groups
0: but yeah so. either, either way though like i think just phonetically the term might struggle has to be fitting considering the issues they're already having and sure. they haven't even played a fucking game yet they haven't played a fucking scrim yet right so i think i that's, that's, yeah
2: that you're 100 they might struggle but i would not be that surprised to, depending on the form the form that humanoid and razork showed and playoffs and that's what we everyone here is judging our analysis on right sure. they, they 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 had real upside yeah, like there, there was actually like good things like being done there. Wonders probably played some of these worst League of Legends, but
1: yeah, yeah. It, I think it just depends the the group, the whole thing. It just depends on how many European teams make it in, and if they have to throw out those rules, because otherwise, it probably would be RNG into Group D. Um, but anyway, yeah.
0: yeah, whatever. So let let's jump to a team who I feel is actually one of the most divisive in terms of opinions that I've heard at least, which is Damwon Kia. Um, hmm. That's a... because
1: nobody knows what the fuck's going on yeah. with them. They well,
0: are that he... <laughs> an interesting team in every sense of the word. Uh, Kira, give me your give me your damn damn one take.
2: Uh, whoo, that's an interesting one. I, I just think that. Hmm, how do you put this? I think the top the movement towards topside could help them a lot, but the problem is, is the player that facilitates this is usually the jungler and canyons. Canyon's not had a good year. Uh, let's put it like that. Canyon's not been the player that, like, people... I think people keep on talking about Canyon as if he's, like, one of the best well, players. Well, he, he,
1: he has and he hasn't, right? Would be my argument.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just... Okay, from what I've, like, watched, basically, I, from the second half of um uh, uh, regular onwards, it's been Showmaker or Buffs for me. Show, like, with Canyon.
1: So... I think we have to agree that if we're going into a farm jungle meta, that this is great for Canyon. He was doing, his best games were on champs like Karthus versus G in a non-farm meta. So that's scary in and of itself. This team has by far the deepest champion pools of any team in Korea. Um, they have crazy shit. I think Canyon played like 14 different jungle champs yeah, throughout the- the
2: top, the top side of the map, Med jungle uh, top lane, is absurd how many champions they can play.
1: Yeah. So also, yeah. nuggery was like benched. So like, who knows what to read into that? Right. Like this team is is, is so bizarre. But then
2: half and half, wasn't it? Like Nuguri won. Yeah. Game yeah. Yeah. Battle yeah,
1: battle. yeah. 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 But it was the whole thing is like we don't know why that was happening. Um. It, let's just, just talk. Let's Sorry. talk about the main issues with this roster. So the main issue was really mid to late game shot calling. They actually would get a lot of early game advantages and then just fall off in. So. How can I put this? They are bad. They are good at playing a weird champs. They are bad at identifying their own win conditions with their weird champs. So the thing is, is that at least in LCK, it becomes a battle of... Is the other team going to identify our win condition and stop it better than we are going to kind of be bad at executing it? And that like is the whole like Azir top Heimerdinger game is the perfect example of that. Because from a strategic perspective, that was a very smart game by Damwant. From an execution perspective, the players fucked it up big time. The other thing is that T1 as a team is very good at identifying enemy teams' win conditions. They're probably the best in Korea at doing that. So it's a bad matchup for Damwon, whereas they have a much better matchup versus Gen G. So the question is, when Damwon inevitably does weird shit, which they will, and they will do smart weird shit, will the players be able to execute it? And perhaps a shift in meta towards topside farming jungler will enable them to do that because they were bad at it when they were relying on their bot lane. Right.
2: That usually feels to me that you have a problem with your jungler and your support if you're mad at Med to Lit.
1: I mean, look, they definitely have shot calling problems. Like Yeah. But like I said, (laughs) the only thing that like you they, they have to rely on the other team not reading their win condition, which is difficult at times. Even Gen G was struggling with that. So they are a wild card team. Uh, I expect them to come out of the gate strong because they will be able to, like I said earlier, adapt to a meta faster, but they may not be the best at it in the end. So I think they'll do quite well in groups. Um, yeah, they're I, a think, team will they, I think they'll do really well in groups. <laughs> where, 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 they, where they run out of steam is potentially in the bracket once the meta's kind of settled, and um, unless they continue to pull out a bunch of wacky, wacky stuff.
2: That's just what scares me about GDG, by the way. I know we've talked about them already, but the, the people in their groups are G2 and... Um, the, the two teams they have to beat in the groups are G2 and Gaming, and all it takes is for GDG to misevaluate like those teams when they like play them in BO1s. BO1s is the shittest version of League of Legends. If we were talking about BO3 League of Legends, there isn't a world in hell where GDG don't make it out. But we are literally just like a couple of bot lane bans away and like Damwon, the the Damwon's win conditions away from GDG just randomly not making it out of groups because of BO1s. It's a horrible I... system. It's dog shit.
1: I, I also think that the meta like the the meta has improved both Dom one and G two, which is kind of scary as well.
2: Yeah, this is what I'm saying G two is a massive gainer from mm-hmm. the like meta like as the well. patches,
1: the patches. yeah, yeah the the patch not, is not really great. good
2: for G two as well. like that's yeah. when I look at the LPL team it's most likely to like fuck up and it's crazy to me because they are a favorite for the tournament only because it's b o one and only because of the two teams are playing, I actually think it's GDG. Which it's fucking crazy to me that, that that I've actually came to this conclusion. But I've, every time I think through it, I'm like, okay, do I hate your gal that much that I think he's that bad? No, like it's actually what I do think. Like I have actually come to this conclusion myself.
0: By the way, a fun stat for all you flaked lovers who I'm sure are, are flooding flooding the uh, the stream. Um, flaked has by far the worst damage percentage of any AD carry in the. Yeah, is the worst. He's like, the
2: worst ADC and like by country miles. Yeah. So like, of anyone that matters at this tournament.
0: Any universe where, you know, where a meta would be playing heavily through bot side or whatever would not be. Uh, yeah, but like Senus- but, Yeah, yeah so sorry. Knows. But Dagda, what I mean, again, looking at Group B. So, obviously, we've got JDG, G2, and Dam1. Like, where, how do you see this group playing out? Presumably, you have JDG coming out. Between G two and Dam one, because that's those are the two teams we're looking at here. What do you think of these teams, and who who gets out for you? Um,
3: well, I agree. I think the both Dam one and G two are two of the teams that have benefited the most from the change in meta. And um, I think the the like when I looked at twenty twenty for Dam one. Like the reason that that team looks so good was like, hey, look, we've got you know three lanes that we can try and like set up. They'll just do their thing, they'll win lane, and then we can actually like use that to help Canyon get his job done, right? And I think when we start to look at like pushing bot lanes coming back, and if Nuggery has his champion pull back in the meta, I could see this as like a return to form for Canyon, where Canyon just gets to go back to playing like super smart pathing, really efficient jungling, like actually becoming a big carry in things like Graves again, and even Hekram if it is in. I think the the biggest thing is like what happens if the meta doesn't hit as hard for that or the synergy isn't quite there because I'm slightly... I think Nuguri's fantastic, but I'm slightly worried about him because I was very disappointed in FPX last world. (laughs) That's where I... I mean, well,
1: Nuguri also hasn't been great this year. That's why he was getting some doubt.
3: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that like for FPX, we saw a very similar trajectory, right? Where they looked relatively okay... Then we started to see Nuguri getting swapped out because there was internal issues. Then he comes back in, and it's like, okay, I well, left like the, the extra Aatrox god runs.
2: Sorry, and then Nuguri just like an Aatrox, like really good at Aatrox. and then he's just I like think... one of the best Aatrox players in the world for sort of some strange reason. So that's where I'm like, if
3: if Nuguri is able to like actually perform, I think this team could uh, contend for for even the top spot. Like I think this would really be a big change for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just not certain. It's my only thing until yeah. I actually see what the world's meta is. It's going to be really hard to call this team.
1: Um, it's and it's also that they have games. they have some really weird matchups. So like I actually think they match up very badly into RNG. <laughs> Weirdly, like like the thing is, is it you know you you they might be a favorite against the field compared to RNG, but RNG's like macro and late game is so tight that like that's where domino falls apart a lot of the time. So um they need a team that is you know that's why they have a bad matchup versus t1 but a better matchup versus gen g even though i you know i don't think they necessarily beat either of those teams the other thing that you have to consider is that we said this all season it they're like if the if the switch flips Damon could be the best team in the world. That's what's so scary about them. They have super veteran players who have, you know, played at this level before. If the meta is going to be moving at least a little bit away from bot lane into top lane, that's exactly what you want um, for Damon Kia because it takes the pressure and puts it on their veterans. So... I I don't know, like, this is a team that for me is a could contend because of the depth of their champion pool, the creativity of their coaching, and you're just waiting, you're just waiting to see if, if the, the, the switch gets flipped, right?
0: So you, you would have them in the same tier as, as T1, would that be? Yes. Okay. Also,
1: they stepped up in the, in the gauntlet, like, they were not, like, they were not favorites to even make it to Worlds, like in a certain way, like they, they stepped up in the playoffs, they nearly made the finals, right? Um, so
2: they're buying they're T1 from me. I don't have them as uh, personally, I don't have them as uh, dark horses to one. I have them as the best, like, quarterfinalist team, basically. Like, they'll give them, they'll play the best BO5 at quarterfinals as well.
1: I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> the players on this roster on paper are so strong, like, they haven't lived up to that expectation, but it just takes but one.
2: Yeah, the bads why I've got them there, like because they've never they've never actually shown it, but I but I've actually seen it, like from my two dark horses, my two dark horses to the tournament are like T one and RNG, and I've actually seen like things from them that make them dark horses.
0: So you you all agree they get out of groups, I'm assuming. Yeah. So it's about if they are worthy of being potential sort of outsider contenders or not. I mean, Kira and monte Monty sound like you're on different sides of this. So Dagger, I'll give you the deciding vote. Are they? better than just scraping out or yeah,
3: i or... actually have think i pr- if the meta is hitting them i actually put them probably slightly ahead of t1 i actually think damon could really genuinely be a really good contender um if the meta hits the way i think it will so i'd actually put them slightly ahead of t1 so definitely in that tier anyway um, there we go but so... i think it's going to be i think it'll be super interesting just to see but I, just to hit on monty's point i think the creativity that they showed is what actually is probably going to be a difference maker because I think especially for um, LPL teams, they just take so long to adapt to a meta and get used to it. Um, even when you look at like just playoffs, right? Ny- Nyla being a lot more prominent in LCK versus in LPL, these kind of things. Like I think that creativity is really going to stand to them, both in groups, but also when they get to the best of five, if they can bring out some some weird stuff that they have practiced, like catch a couple of teams unaware. And I don't think there'll be teams that can adjust to it quick.
2: I, I don't trust any of the, the LPL teams apart from maybe RNG to actually draft appropriately against Damwon, One like yep. at all. Ever in any setting. B01, BO5, like at all.
0: So that leaves G2 I, I I think
1: it's really hard by the way with Damwon. One. Like if you actually consider their drafts, like as much flack as they were getting for that T1 series, they fucking drafted brilliantly. Like people want Danny fired, but it was the it was it was an error in execution, not an error in strategy. Like the fact that they set up a trap in game one by playing senna yasuo and then like faked it in game five to completely change their strategy i mean that's like chef's kiss like yeah, that's right, some fucking yeah. stick-ass drafting um so it was a beautiful series from a draft perspective it's just that Dom Juan didn't know what the fuck to do with that composition
0: yeah so these things happen by by <laughs> it was operator
1: ball. error don't fire danny fire the players fire your shot caller
0: by default i guess that means we need to put g2 in might struggle because we can't have them getting out of groups if we've got that's uh, the a problem
2: a that's and... this is my favorite group at worlds by the way because these three teams in, in a Bo b01 setting is like mega interesting to me it's like one of the it's like a dagger fight you know like all these Bo ones are gonna matter like a fucking shit ton so i wouldn't be surprised if it went to tiebreakers
0: uh, so let's jump to the team that probably has the most amount of western copium attached to them i guess which is our boys rogue or Chog, um the name <laughs> that they have now hopefully shred uh or Chuds. or chodes um dagda what do you think of rogue do you think i mean i guess you'd you know don't let me put words in your mouth but i guess you'd assume they have the best chance of making it out like how how good could rogue be versus eastern teams do you think do you think there's any Um, any chance of a a semi-final with a good bracket draw
3: i'm actually quite worried for rogue um i think for look i'm not going to deter from the fact that they got like that they won like i think it's phenomenal and and they well deserved it but i think it was kind of like a culmination of a Bunch of different things hitting at the right time, right? Like mages in the mid lane. You got early junglers from Rang who's able to take over. Like, and you got Comp who was a massive performer on it. Like these carry eighty carries. and um, if the meta starts to shift away from that and we see carry junglers, I don't know if Malrang performs. If I see you know less control mages mid, I don't know how Larson performs. You know, this is where I start to get actually quite worried for Rogue. I think the meta at finals of LEC. Hit them perfectly for what that team is. I think the meta from Worlds is shifting away from that, and will actually like favour teams like G2. Um, I'm a little worried for Rogue to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm not entirely sure how Rogue are going to perform. I think they will get out of groups, but I could easily see them like dropping a game to. I think Gam actually might be a bit underrated <laughs> in this group. Like I, this isn't that's not a slight of Rogue. I actually think Gam is quite underrated. Like this, I'm genuinely not sure about Rogue in this group.
2: We've, we've already had yeah, the Gamfields patch. Yeah, you're, yeah, not you're not the, the only, only one. Uh, the, the you're not the only, Gam, only one.
0: The only oh, okay. here. Uh, yeah, we've I had mean, that one. <laughs> yeah, for, for those that don't know that, so Rogue obviously has Top Esports and Gam, and then they have who's the most likely opponent for them? I think it's another the
2: uh, the the DRX. Or so.
0: Oh, DRX. No, it's DRX. It's a yeah. Korean okay. team. Oh, okay. That's where
2: all those the Zeka believers that showed up. God,
1: uh, uh, DRX gonna be fucking terrible, dude. What? <laughs> Yeah.
2: DRX oh, really we'll, we'll, we'll come to that, Monty. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll come. <laughs> so, we'll come to. That. I've got a bond to back.
0: <laughs> so, so, Monty, uh, what, do, what do you think the ceiling is of this rogue team? I mean, I tend to agree with Dagda that the, it was yeah. a perfect meta storm, but at the same time the players you, also piloted the champions very well like they did smash playoffs so oh, It wasn't, wasn't there's playoffs.
1: there's two angles to this uh angle number one is rogue actually had very good drafts earlier in the playoffs but couldn't fucking play like Renekton, Zeri, yumi azir and win a game for some reason which is just outrageous if you consider how strong that composition was in the meta Uh, And they actually figured out how to play around Renekton by the time that finals rolled around, which was a big, big difference. So my concern is that they know what the meta is, but it takes them a really long time to actually adapt to it and figure out how to play it properly. So it's like their coaches know what to do, but the players maybe don't. Um, Or they... You know, they don't. The coaches are picking them the champions, but the coaches aren't telling them how to play under these win conditions. So that's concerning. I also think that G two is probably better suited to the meta that we're predicting is going to exist. Um, but the other caveat is that Larson stepped up pretty majorly, um, and I think they're less of a boomer bust team than G two. It's like you know what's going to happen. It's it rests on Caps' performances internationally. And Rogue, at least, I feel like has more ways to win games. That said, I think. I'm not sure they're actually going to make it out of groups, but, you know, maybe if they draw DRX, that's possible. I think I think they'll probably make it out of groups. I I, I guess I have a fair amount of faith in them.
0: Okay, you have okay. to have faith in K- them, Kira. It, give me, give me some more positivity, please, about this. this
2: I'm, I'm not, I'm not overall that positive about them. They're like, they're still rogue at the end of the day. Um, I don't think, regardless what the jungle meta is, I don't think Malram will give a fuck. I think, <laughs> I genuinely don't. That's a me. good point. Just...
0: That's a good point. Actually, I don't think he's going to bend to meta at all. Like, if it, if it if carry junglers are a thing, well, I think he'll still take Jarvan if it's up. Like.
2: Cause I've I've been told this guy like knows what like to do and then so like he chooses to do like these like crazy like paths and it's like it doesn't matter if the path's good or not good he does it like anyway because he thinks it's the correct decision at the time so like you no know what Malrang fuck it like you got my respect you'll die on that hill so but if I think imagine Malrang's Hecarim. Like he ganks at level three, he ganks at level four and five. The enemy jungler has a two level lead on him. <laughs> He's level five, <laughs> hecking him. Like this, these are the types of images I have running in my head. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen, but there is other world. There is a reality. Eh, uh, Odo, th- this is an interesting one. O- Odo Amne is actually kind of like the litmus test of how good I think Rogue can be at this world. I think the top lane matchup and top lane being like a more important role in a moving away from ADC actually kinda like suits rogue a little bit better. If Odo and Larson and because Rogue have always been a solo lane-centric team, they're in their entire like consensus. If Odo and Larson are getting really good lane leads, like Rogue usually knows what to do and how to pilot them, even though they can be like really lazy around objectives and stuff like that. Those are things we didn't see in the finals and you know, they led from the front and they won the games. The really interesting player, and I actually thought a lot of the praise he was getting was kind of misplaced. But going into Worlds, I actually think the interesting player is Trimby because Trimby's champion pool at like support and comp's as well is fucking huge. Yeah. That Botland's yeah. uh, champion pool is absolutely fucking massive. For example, comp is actually a Draven player. I have had it confirmed to me. They just don't play that champion. Yep. He can't play it. He's actually a Draven, a, like, a Draven, like, one trick. As in, like, it was a main, like, champion of his. They play, like, the Caitlin, They play the Caitlin Lux lane. They play the Tam Kench, They play... They did play, like, the Lucian Nami. They play so many different variants of the lane. Trimby plays almost every enchanter. If it's got... If it shields you, Trimby plays it. Like... The only thing I would say
0: is that there is a difference between having a lot of champions you're clearly willing to play and being really good at piloting them and specifically... Trimby's with good at Lux. Tr- yeah, Trimby is a very <laughs> good enchanter player. Trimby, in my opinion, when the stakes are highest and he's forced to be primary engage or something, has not shown up in big moments In when it actually matters on like hard engage tanks but, and so on. But
2: here's the thing, if Malrang's going to continue to just be like playing yeah, within sure. like, that yeah. meta, then that might never ever come to like I'm not saying yeah, I agree with that rogue will play within the confines of the meta i I don't think think they'll play off
1: meta to do that i agree
2: yeah they will just rogue will just continue in my opinion to be rogue if they and if they do i actually think that's their best chance of getting out of groups i actually think if rogue plays to the like meta
0: or like how we can sign with it thing with that i actually think that's where you get into really dicey territory right so let's move to drx because i think we agree that top eSports, um, we'll talk about them in a, in a second, but they, I guess well, Monty's not very high on them as our resident LTK enjoyer, so is there any copium for DRX fans out there? The two fans? No. no.
2: Look,
1: I think DRX is shit. I'm sad that Liv, Sandbox and KT, neither of them made Worlds instead, especially obviously not just for meme reasons because I'm a KT fan, but especially because I think KT would probably be the Best team in the meta. We're predicting uh, out of those three. Like Live Sandbox had problems because of Dove. Like they probably wouldn't have done great. They're really one dimensional. But KT Rascal had, a, for the most part, especially well, in spite of some uh, brain macro blunders that cost KT certain series, both the best of three and best of fives. Um, that he's been really, really good for them as a secondary carry behind aiming. The problem with DRX is that. King in is King that's, that's a big issue. They, <laughs> they, uh, they also kind of skated by on deft, having some really good performances um, in playoffs and then in the gauntlet. Uh, I wonder how Zecca is going to do if the mid lane meta changes pretty significantly. I think they are just not very well-rounded and sure. They'll make it out of playins. Like that's not going to be too terribly challenging for them. But I I just don't think they're going to make it out of groups. I just don't think they're a good team.
0: Okay.
2: Question. Give me what your... do you think of Zekka's laning? Do you think he's no, good at laning? No. Thank fuck. Right, there we go. We can put that <laughs> one to death. Well, I, Zekka is one of my favorite I, I don't, players.
1: I don't Sorry. think any of them are good at laning. <laughs>
2: Rebecca is one of my favourite players of all time because he was like the chosen one of like Coma. He was like this 18 year old like Prodigy in the LPL. He has got some. No, he's actually the Guma of mid lane. For some explicable reason, he's got some of the sickest mechanics and movement. Cannot lane. And then I had LCK fanboys tell me that this guy was going to destroy Larson on lane and Larson isn't a better laner than him. And I was just. I was having electric shock therapy. Mm. I thought, how's that? Death is coming for me. I couldn't handle it. Because that seemed. This guy is so good at team... no, he's—he is Korean in uh, uh, video. He is actually Korean uh, video. That is one hundred percent who he is. We're like, he's like a... he, yeah, but because all... if you get him to mid-game team fights around objectives and all that, he is like a miracle worker. He just pulls them out of his arsehole, right? But my god, is he's got—is a... he bad at learning? Holy shit! Right. Yeah, I
1: think also it's just they end up in Group C, right? Most likely, which is Rogue, Top, yeah. and and yeah, a, That's the like... death group for them. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah,
2: it's awful. So uh, they the- also
1: like they also just I think have a bad matchup into Rogue. I think they just like yeah, I think yeah. that's just they a great bad matchup for DRX.
2: It's like every single lane getting their shit pushed in, like jungle. Well, it's
1: also like <laughs> in, you know you can't take advantage of like the weak side top lane style that Rogue favors because you have King in. Like it's just not
2: yeah. good. Exactly. There's no way to go. It's a rough one. I, uh,
3: I can just never believe in Kingin after seeing him getting solo kills <laughs> as Melkai by Bubu's Janna I just never ever can <laughs> believe in Kingin ever since then so yeah I don't know
0: I just can't I can't get behind so this so the team. question is yeah. I'm guessing the answer is probably no but are they zero six 6 vibes or is it more of a might struggle angle I think that's probably they're, a bet, they're, they the, they're like yeah. the lowest of the might struggles and we have rogue i guess getting out of groups as the second team presumably to top esports who i think a lot of people i feel like the the for for people who are sort of championing the lpl like the main angle they go for before seeing the meta was either jdg or top esports are like their favorite team right that seems to be the consensus uh D'Agda, what what do you think about top esports are they better or than D'Agda. jdg or genji coming into this Give, given the context of the meta right not just just what we yeah. would have seen and th- that's playoffs. where it
3: gets a little bit tougher for top esports like i fucking love wayward like that man is i love him to bits like seeing him yeah but he didn't have a stuff. good playoff
1: did he like <laughs> yeah. that's the thing like yeah. rookies and worlds like
3: uh, Aye, makes hope, you that's so, so, your teeth
1: on edge you know
3: well, Hope's not really a rookie. Like, he played with EDG in 2020, right? So, I don't know if you... He's a rookie of Dagda. He's a rookie my. But yeah, that's where I'm like... I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Wayward performs. I think that's where it's... Like, I want to have confidence in that man because watching him spam emotes and he looks confident anyway, but... As oh, he say, doesn't give a have... fuck. Yeah. Um, I still... I think Tien is the best jungler coming out of LPL. Like... I think I had this discussion a little bit with one of the lads. I think Tien is best jungler. I think Kanavi might be MVP because I think Kanavi's the most valuable person for JDG, but I actually think Tien is the best jungler coming out of LPL. Um, so I think the if the meta does it, like, if the meta ends up shifting in towards, like, super hyper farming and all that kind of stuff, I just think Tien kind of gets lost. I much prefer him on things like the Lee Sin and these more aggressive yeah. picks where he can go, with Jarvan and all that. If that's the style, he's going to be fine. Like, that's where it's going to go great, they but I think it's just a lot of question marks as to where the meta lies, how Wayward performs. So I still have them as, like, in my top three. But it's just, I don't know if they'll actually... It depends very much on how the the meta shifts
2: on how they actually perform. At the they're team. the highest variance team of the yeah, elite teams. Yeah. Like, their low is so bad. Yeah. But their high is, like, no
3: one can beat them. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest problem, is, like, I don't... They're super high variance... I don't know how the mat is going to fit for them like even even Jackie Love, like, I mean, we've been laughing about the Game Five and Finals, but like, he had a phenomenal playoffs up until mm. like basically that point. Like,
1: I mean, the thing the thing stuff. that people are forgetting is that in the first best of five, he was one of the only reasons that Top yeah. was in that series. Yeah. So he like he he basically was the For the Jack hard Jack. carry of the no. first best of five, and then into the second one. So yeah. you take from that what you will. Yeah, <laughs> but like
2: even in that second, uh, even in that second Bo five, like I I I analyze that one to like death. If you even go look at like. Um, some of, like, the team fights and that from, like, Jackie Love, they're, like, super dicey. Like, uh, some of them are, like, GDG, actually, like, fucking up. Like, I think like some of the players from GDG, like, fucking up and not, like, taking advantage of, like, Jackie Love's, like, overaggression. And yeah, you know, like, when you do, like, overaggress onto someone and you catch them out and they don't react to your play, that is usually the majority of the time how that works out. But they some of them were, like, inexplicably bad. Like, Jackie Love was, like, I'm not talking, he was, like, that much away from, like, um a 369 like stun and then he like kills everybody and jackie love definitely didn't predict that he flashed into it and just had to go, to just go by him so i was just like a little bit dicey for me man <laughs> i'm not sure about that
0: one so let, let's do a compare and contrast here with the other uh the fourth and final uh chinese team which is rng like comparing these two teams as potential you know winners of the tournament or whatever like Monty do you, who do you prefer of these two teams like if you were told what well, you wake up in the morning and one of them's one world so which team is it
1: uh I would say probably for me it's Jdg just because I, I think introducing a, a rookie player and waywards waywards performance was inconsistent throughout playoffs um, and like Jackie loves performance was inconsistent throughout playoffs. So I think they have a higher ceiling and certainly their early game is incredibly strong, but they really fell down in the mid and late game and allowed JDG to come back, which against strong macro teams is a concern. So I would put them definitely in the contender category, but I would probably put them behind both JDG and Genji.
3: Just okay. on a quick note, I actually think this is the one tournament where if Knight actually has that international pop-off performance that we expect from, like, this feels like the time to do it. Like, Zoe coming back into the meta, Silas is in the meta, like, he's a bunch of things that he is insanely good at that he can play, and it feels like if there's ever a time for him to really pop off, like, this feels like the one. And I think that's what I'm kind of relying on. If I want to put Top Esports into the into the higher end, it's like just Knight having an absolute banger of the tournament.
2: The problem... The pro- Problems I've still got though is uh, we have talked about it more about moving towards topside. The pro the, the the I've still got the issue ADC's still over damage. Sever and Zeri will make up way too much of a portion of like a team fight's like damage percentage, even on those picks. And so, if you have someone like I'm not I'm not like I mean, I'm memeing on a bit, but if you have somebody like J- Jackie Love like suiciding with like that amount of like gold and that amount of the percentage of your like team fight's like resources. It wouldn't matter what what pick you're on, maybe a you it, it becomes almost inconceivable to like carry some of the fights.
0: So where where would you would you guys put them on the same tier as JDG and Genji or do they belong a little bit below with the likes of T1? I think favorites.
1: I think, I favorites. think they're. There I are think a they are
0: favorites. So if you yeah. think GDG's like the best team at the world and one of the favorites, Top Esports was literally a flash away from winning both yeah, Bo5s. That's fair. that's that's, yeah. that's definitely fair. Yeah, like like that's it. So yeah, let's talk, let's talk about RNG a little bit. Where in the Pantheon again of, of LPL teams, where where do they sit? Again, a lot of I've heard a lot of arguments, sort of, as I said before, sort of MMA maths of like it's all about matchups of these Chinese teams. Like, where do RNG land? Because we can't predict what bracket they're gonna get. I mean, like, if they contest. get if
1: they get in the group D, uh, which is Genji, Flying Oyster, and Hundred Thieves, I think they make it out of that group. I think they're I think, an out of group team.
2: I think I think the kid contest a wonderful thing.
1: Oh my god, okay, there's the hot No,
2: I'm not, I'm <laughs> not, no, I'm being deadly serious, right? Okay, so Gala lost playoffs for them because he can't play like the meta champions. He can't play Kalista, he can't play Draven, right? Now, he can play Kaisa. He's, sure. he's, a he's very, the best Kaisa
1: player ever, yes. <laughs>
2: one, he's a very, very good Kaisa player, right? Um, Moving toward Breathe is one of the best, if they choose to play it this way, let's in this category, we'll talk about it. Breathe is probably one of the best players in the world with resources and top lane. Um, like he's, uh, he, if you all go all the way back to his like World Elite days, Reeve loves like getting like resources, and he's unbelievably good at using them and utilizing them in team fights to win from like massive gold deficits. If you go watch some of those like Weevos, by the way, this guy can drag bodies. Like he has one of the, he, he played an AOE specialist, so like GP, like Kennen, that's in the meta. GP's kind of in the meta, but he has got a massive like hero pool. And he, of all the top laners in the world, they may be better like top laners, including the lane in that. Just carrying teamfights breathe, with resources, breathes probably one of the best. And I actually think the meta massively is suiting RNG. Like this is like the temple beat If you look at if what you want the meta to be as RNG, you couldn't ask for a better meta
3: engaged supports are in the meta they're instantly 10 times better like...
2: yeah man gets to control the tempo of the game <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah dagda what was your take on rng where do they sit amongst the best eastern teams? yeah
3: i agree i think they're good contend Um, i think the meta shift for ming now having like nautilus potentially back in the meta leona back in the meta is going to be so big for this team because the actual biggest problem for rng is that they could not play the, In China, the playoffs <laughs> meta like they, 33% win rate right on Azir like they literally Hu is a very good Azir player Hu cannot give RNG what the, he like he needs to do on Azir so they had yeah. to play things like Lissandra they had to play these things where Hu could actually be the engaged tool and that just doesn't work for that team but if we're swapping into a meta where like cool like who can play Talia and he can go and roam to side lanes. Even things like Galio, he can go and roam to side lanes. Then you go look at Ming playing that engage. You got Breathe who feels like he can actually play a carry from the top lane. Like this is one of the teams that like so massively improves with the meta shifting away from like Gala and the carry. Like even the fact that Gala can, if they want to, just sit on like Ezreal bot lane example and then just have ming go and run the map that's what made them so strong across the, several different msis like this genuinely feels yeah. like such a big swing into Orange's favor okay
2: well i think it's like a
0: swing of any team at the tournament let's let's yeah. put them up with could contend then yeah let, let's put let's put them right now for the remaining teams let's just blitz <laughs> through most of these uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I know that I'll give Dagda his moment to give you know Gamma a little, a little uh, <laughs> piece in the sun. But so we have Chief Esports. Uh, any objections to Mike Care didn't watch?
2: Nope. Who the is that guy? You don't get
0: to answer by the way, these are rhetorical questions. Thank you. Uh, so now <laughs> we've got Detonation Focus Me, they are from the Japanese region, I believe. Yeah, yeah LJ, LJ. I think they have a people message I on, on Facebook Twitter Facebook?
2: guys if you want to know about them
0: oh They're gonna be better
1: probably than most of the other kind of minor region teams
0: you know what let's put them in vibes because that implies they might make it into groups but then yeah. get stomped I think
2: yeah we've watched zero point. games guys but because yeah.
0: like someone <laughs> yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Some of these players are somewhat known quantities. So here, I will yeah, make an I'm argument. i watched zero games of Detonation Focus me this year. Uh, w- <laughs> so what I will say, what I will say, is again the meta. Evie was actually quite good last year in top lane on some of these carry uh, champions. Yaharong does have a lot of of LCK experience, and now they they're able to field three Korean players because um, I think oh, steel, exactly. yeah, steel doesn't count as an import anymore. So. Um, I mean, this is f- now take this for what it's worth. Nymira thinks this, this detonation focused me team, I believe he said this was that he thinks this one is better than last year's one without Aria. So, I mean, they kept Utapan and Evi, which are the two best Japanese players. And both of them actually they did pretty well internationally last year. So I think this yeah. team, they do have an outside shot of getting out of plans. Outside mm. shot.
3: Yeah. Okay. I, I see them potentially getting out of plans, like, especially because Evi's consistently been their best player. Like yes. if we're actually going to start moving towards topside, I think that gives Evie a little bit more opportunity
2: to shine. Bring the so back this could be guy. a team that I think gets into. And <laughs> yeah. Maybe the guy that all's in at level one every time. Uh, Um, really is that there's a there's a player from Japan who every single time he uses like all like every single ability and summoner spell at level one every oh, right. <laughs> every trade and he's a fucking legend for that. Um, but yeah, I
3: think that could I they, they I think they'll get out of play-ins but I don't think they'll get. Further into groups or like into quarters. Right? Okay, I, think. We'll put them, I think they actually um, we will put, put them couldn't. in the March. They in have
1: to actually like beat Mad Lions or EG to get out yeah. of plans. I could stop but...
0: beating Mad Lions. I'm not what I think having never seen them play a game by default, just pure. I think they go into what you're saying. They go
1: into oh, I think they go into 065s because I think they get smashed in actual group play, but. There's a chance oh, to get out of they get out of oh, playoffs.
0: You've convinced me, so, Japan. Yeah, you've nah, with, with zero. To be fair, it's three Koreans.
1: With z- three Koreans,
0: zero knowledge <laughs> on what I'm talking about. If they play a best of, I, right now they're beating Mad. I'm because I'm just calling it. That's my that's my take.
2: The defending, right? Oh, okay, so
0: also it works on two levels because it works on the meme level, obviously, and also but Mad still haven't won a best of five this year, so I'm all inning on narrative, baby. Right now, beyond gaming anyone, uh, any beyond game enjoyers, they're obviously... Any
1: beyonders?
0: Yeah, any beyonders, <laughs> they're from Taiwan. Uh... I have
1: no idea. I, I don't even yeah. think I've seen any of these players play. Let's
0: see you guys so... later. Sorry, Dacta, uh, yep. Uh,
3: the... Sorry, I'm trying to read my notes on them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's a, these are the new TSN met laners yeah? Oh yeah, I think the biggest problem for these guys is that their team fighting just isn't good enough. And it always kind of cost them against Flying Oysters. Um, so, I... I think that's going to be their biggest problem. Is just trying to match up toe to toe in team fights. It's just super messy. Don't really ward, um, and I think when they get subjectified, still they'll,
2: they'll... they don't really ward. With that part, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> they They don't. Really... <laughs> a don't they're line. not pro League so Legends, Legends like. team, and they don't yeah. really ward. Like,
3: it's a CFO CES. Get... Yeah. <laughs> uh, this team, is like really, really good at like I oh, say CFO. were find finding a bunch of flanks in them. So when it gets objectives, like they just get a little bit lazy. Um, so yeah, I don't see them getting too far. I think Wacko as well trying to fill in the shoes of Doggo. He's doing an all right job, but just not quite enough. Yeah,
2: uh, not doggo,
3: Speaking
0: of uh, CFO, and in my opinion, the winner, if not our hearts and minds, then at least <laughs> the best name in the tournament, which is Flying, flying Oyster. oyster. <laughs> That's got to be worth something. So
3: I actually found out why they're called Flying Oyster. Because in Do tell. Mandarin, it's uh, family is Flying Oyster and their sponsor is uh, the bank the bank yeah. who is like we are family is their their quote or their tagline so basically they uh, they copied it and made a family uh, which is uh, like we are family and then family is fly noster so that's why they called uh, so
2: <laughs>
0: okay Do you know I love, love the fucking that region man i thought you were going to say <laughs> something like in Mandarin, it actually means like "flaming dragon," but it just translates for really oh, an no. or something. no!
2: <laughs> mate, Mandarin no, never transla- <laughs> Mandarin never, really ever translate like that, man. It's always like oh. really poetic and polite.
0: Okay, so then <laughs> why Saigon... is it flaming dragon?
2: That's a war thunder, not a war thunder. Um, thunder
0: Buffalo, who I'm um, because I'm again, I'm gonna give Dagda his moment with uh, Gam here. So Saigon <laughs> Buffalo, do we have any thoughts on on this team? Uh, Adam tier. Foggy. I, I, I've been. Uh, I mean, I've
2: been told they can foggy, beat. Sorry. Um, I've been told they can beat people because they bring a lot of people med, and I don't believe that, and so I didn't watch them. Oh wait,
0: actually, is this the team? Ti- no, no, no. Is this the this team? This is the MSI team who have the uh the Maorang light. Is this the, that team? Yeah, that's the Maorang okay, light. So apparently, Bean J plays like Maorang. And because that creates such Not a good thing, people. then that means they have a good chance. Is, mm-hmm. is the narrative we have been told? So, I mean, whatever. Uh, Mike, uh, didn't watch. Right, uh, Dagda, Gam. Tell me why they can maybe take games off road. Um, so I was actually like
3: pretty impressed with the when I watched the the finals. I was actually pretty impressed with Gam and how they read the map in the early stages. Like Levi, so Levi used to play in 100 Thieves Academy. Um I was playing a bunch of tank uh uh and then moved sure. over towards so yeah <laughs> and then moved over towards Carries as well. Uh just at the moment. But I think the it was interesting to see how this team actually read the map in the early stages with Levi like oftentimes being ready for when the the uh got Saigon, sorry, we're moving around the map. I think their team fighting was pretty good. Uh they've also got like this superstar mid laner, so Cassie has been in every single VCS finals that he's played in, and he's won six out of the eight that he's appeared in. So every split that he's played, he's been in the finals, and he's won six out of the eight that he's been in. Um, But the only thing that I see with them is... um, I think they're very good at reading what the opposition wants to do. I think they can be a little bit messy with setting up their own plays. So a lot of the times what I saw was like, okay, well, enemy team goes for a dive, they're in a position to counter. But sometimes they wouldn't like read off of inferred information when they were going for their plays, so... If uh, they wanted to go for their own dive, say in the bot lane, they would spot, okay, well, this jungle camp is up. Well, therefore, a jungler is probably moving bot side. And they couldn't quite make that connection. So I definitely think they could like surprise teams with how good their team fighting is, how aggressive they play. And I think their relative control as well of like being able to counter a lot of what their opposition wants to do and just kind of in a best of one scenario, catching a lot of people out. But I don't know. It's more of a case of like, how far can that get them? Because they're certainly the best team from the VCS. I mean, Saigon couldn't do too much. I have a better big, bit of a better hope in uh, Gam,
0: where I don't think a lot of people do. So you have the sole say on this, I think, because I don't think any of us have uh, <laughs> have much to to add. So I assume you're putting them in yeah. kind of might struggle, then implying that they could do something, but most likely they won't get out of groups. Is that fair?
3: Yeah, I don't see like zero six vibes like. But I definitely think Might Struggle, oh, take, I don't, know if, I don't think they get out of groups, but I think it could be like, I think people would be surprised at
0: how well they do. Okay, cool. So there you have it, guys, on your screen. JDG, Genji, top esports seem to be our All right, can we
1: can we change this order? This, the order is tilting me.
0: Uh, is that what you're looking for?
1: Can we move G2 to top of Might Struggle? Because a good G2 might be able to make it out of groups. That's
0: true. Uh yeah, I think so, I'm gonna to have to contest. <laughs> what do we think about this could contend? Is this in the correct order? Is this a reasonable yeah. order? Or are I, I, we still above a down one game in it. That's small. The thing is, Thanks. I think if you do that, I mean again, the idea is that if the the, the, the what you guys have been speaking about is like if the switch goes, Damwon could just win it all. Like, do we yeah. ha- we don't necessarily have that same feeling about RNG, do we? So should should Damwon I be? A I well, the
1: argument the argument you make here, I think, is like Damwon have the higher ceiling. Yeah, I think
0: that's that's but I'm, that's I'm probably saying.
1: the lower floor.
0: Right, right. <laughs> But because it's called could contend, then I'm saying isn't it isn't more likely. I think likely RNG that? have a better chance of could contending than one Gaming. That would be my point. Okay. okay, interesting. Whatever, we're going to leave it. Fuck it. Right, <laughs> out of group. You, can put, you can
1: put JDG in first on top too because I was the only one who thought it was Genji. so...
0: No,
2: keep Gen- unless keep you agree Gen- no, 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 keep
0: Genji as the Kelo team. I agree with Monty. Actually, so I'm, I'm pulling rank on this one. I'm putting top esports, but I just think it. I'm. I'm. The thing is, what Kira does right is he'll all in on an agenda and then he'll abandon it at the key moment where <laughs> it actually comes no, to fruition. No, bro, <laughs> so... you have no idea. I've done it once
2: because I re-reviewed yeah, and I came to a different conclusion, yeah, bro. But... I be- dying on the night nine hell all the way back to ldl i want to hear yeah, okay fucking shit from
0: any you were going to allow me to just move on from night being above jdg so what's going on he's not
2: he's not above
0: jdg his team's worse oh, oh so yeah but i i moved i moved it though so that's what i'm saying anyway are you, are you happy with that order kira are you happy with that order? Uh, i'm not actually that fast me i've got won left right <laughs> right <laughs> okay uh, get out of groups we have edg and rogue i think they're, that's probably uh, also Red. please
1: change the oh six vibes to 100 thieves mad lions and then eg like eg on top there is oh
0: yeah, I yeah think no, actually... Mad are better than 100 thieves come on 100 thieves are not... okay
1: fine yeah i, I'll there. I-, 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 I agree
2: mad lions have <laughs> never lose a
0: single bo5 10 any team i think that's the correct order for that probably Uh, will do that matt was not happy with that tool (laughs) and uh this well i mean again it's couldn't order it if i tried so that is the tier list guys uh before i let these fine gentlemen go i do have one last little experiment for them and then we'll ask answer just a couple of your questions because this has uh gone on for a while and people have things to do i'm sure so uh we're not going to do a top 20 players thing or anything like that what we are going to do is put together an all-worlds team but here's the twist okay you can only pick one player per team but wait no there's easy. a second twist oh no call me monty <laughs> call me m night Shyamalan. Because <laughs> there's a second twist, you must also include two Western players in your. Oh, role easy. Role. No, that's, <laughs> e- that's so easy. Well, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. So here we go, guys. Easy, here we man. go. All right. It's actually not that bad. That's so easy. Here we go. Oh, piece of what, what are we saying, team? What are we saying? Right.
2: So, okay. The two well, best Westerners. I think I got two, it.
1: I think I got it. The two
0: best Westerners are Jungler,
2: a lawyer, and then B- Berserker, uh, ADC. Oh. So I'm I'm penciling these in. That's way,
1: not though. who I would have picked, but okay.
2: No, because then you, then you just go uh you go like um whoever the fuck a uh, 369 top Chovy or Med, and in support like missing Korea
0: or Ming. And then there you go like it's done. Let's see. Well, we'll pencil yours in and then we'll dismantle them. Right. Uh so you are missing. Who did you want ADC? No, uh, the class. All right. I got I
1: got uh, look, mine has zero Korean players.
0: Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs>
1: so here here's mine uh 369 okay yep tn
0: yep okay
1: caps
2: okay okay
1: viper right oh i guess viper's korean but he's not on a korean team uh trimby
0: my team team rules your team and smokes what was what was your adc kira who was your adc berserker oh berserker uh Okay. Just have him him like a No, actually, if it's going to be
2: Berserker and botling, make my, my support Ming so he can pile it on like a Gundam. There you go.
0: Ming, okay. And Dagda, what, what are you thinking? How do you balance this out?
3: Uh, I feel like I'm falling in between the cracks here. So I think 369.
0: That seems to be LA, the consensus for top.
3: Caps, Viper, and then I'm caught between Ming and Carry. Hey. Just choose Ming, mate. Hey, <inaudible> yeah, I just, got yeah, just choose yeah. Ming. <laughs> major-
2: Ming speaks League of Legends, mate. I love how 369, even though I actually don't think he's the best player at the tournament, he's just so categorically
0: better than most of the other top winners.
1: <speaks> I mean, you'd have Xeus there, I think you'd probably do fine.
0: Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. I feel like Trimby might be a little bit illegal here. I don't know. I think I don't. <laughs> I, I had
1: to pick two. I had to pick. I had to pick. Uh, you know, yeah, two Western players. You I, look, team I team did. Team. You 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 surprised me with this one. So I just made one very fast. But I think it's not terrible.
2: Berserker's yeah. a fucking steal. I would ha- I would have Berserker it. Viper Caps is actually pretty good. Ooh. The thing is, Look, nah, top, you, you,
0: straight
1: up, I'm only picking top tier caps, okay? But top tier caps is a world class mid laner. Yeah. So yeah, it,
0: I think you,
1: you get the best iteration of caps. I think caps is a very fair choice yeah, if you have to take a Western. Definitely.
0: The thing with Berserk yeah, is, it. I feel like he's very hard to gauge. Clearly, like I test mechanically, very gifted, but. He has been playing in an A, and sure, we can't just he, he, tank him for ints, that, but it's like... He ends less than Jackie and Gala, so that makes him worse. But he's under way less pressure perpetually, isn't he, right? Like, he's not being pressured by... I mean, he's playing against some fucking absolute bots, let's be real. <laughs> like, he just is. Like... It's hard to. I. I don't actually think going AD carry West, even though you know quasi Western because he's Korean, whatever. I think if I you upgrade think...
2: the pieces around, Berserker, there, would just play up. It would just play up and down. I think ADC is the easiest role to plug and play in the history of League of Legends. That's true. That is true. Unless That's... actually, unless you're playing to, unless you're playing specifically for top then there's only like a handful of like ADCs that I've been able to work that one
0: out. I, I would argue that, that at this specific world, I think that um, going into it, the AD pool from the East is so far and away better then, mate, the EU VR. pool was, bro. The EU pool was actually circle. The EU pool's good, yeah, but uh, he, uh, the th- as I said, my problem with Berserk is he's playing in NA, and I have to gate... the only I... data I have on him is playing against NA AD carries. So,
2: Com- but like, hard. people like Comp, and I know he's not active, but like Comp Neon Patrick upset are all
0: very very good as well. So, how about we do?
2: Right, let's hear some of the absolute nonsensical questions from this Discord.
0: Yeah, let's do that. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm pulling right. as you'll we'll do Missing instead of Ming, I think. So that is, in my opinion, the best of what you guys came up with. 369, El Yoya, Caps, because you know, a bit of EU synergy for Jungle Mid as well. <laughs> and then the best AD carry and arguably the best support in the world. I think that's probably sure. about as good as it's going to get. Right, let's do a couple of questions. Before
2: Missing's a boosted fuck.
0: Fine, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> go, go. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like...
2: now nah, I'm. I'm only joking, my uh... I'm
0: only
2: did, 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 kidding. Did, 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 I remember okay. your LGD. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not going to answer that question. Monopoly. Uh... Did... I, I give him
2: an answer. Don't worry. I, was, I always get WE and uh, LGD, LGD's support mixed up. He was the WE support.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll slightly rephrase this question from Zumba, because I think it's interesting. If you were going to make one roster change to a team which would then immediately make them a contender, what would it be? So presumably they're oh, not one oh, of your favorites now, but should you make... You, you
1: one get one rid of Blondre. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, get rid of flag, <laughs> uh,
2: For
1: literally anybody.
2: <laughs> three, six, nine on EDG, and one, yeah. I would yeah. be like... They'd be, unbe- they'd be unstoppable, or like remove Jacky Love and put Viper in there.
0: Here, here's one. Here's something that Monty sort of into that, into that before. Which LPL team is most likely to crash and burn in groups?
2: So we're all quite different here. You don't he he adds G. to the end. The problem is, the is
1: like you never know, right? Like you know, um, you, you never you know ne- you didn't know that uh, that Nuggery was actually a secret Damwon double agent <laughs> <laughs> tanking the Fpx last year and making sure Damwon got out of out of the groups. Um,
2: so- it's just groups that's the problem if it's just in the thing of groups the highest percentage chance i think it's gdg which is fucking again it's crazy i think it is it.
1: crazy to say that but it's because they're in a group yes. with One Damwon and, Damwon g2. and g2
2: G two. yeah exactly and if they don't i'm not joking guys if they don't ban seraphine like the seraphine Sena bot lane from like g2 i i'll believe it the minute they i think
1: it. I think it's also very difficult for JDG because they're going to have to prepare for two teams that do a bunch of weird shit, but they do weird shit very differently. Like One and yeah. G2 are wacky-ass Wack teams. teams. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. That that they, like, I, if I was JDG, it actually sounds like a fucking coaching nightmare. Honestly, It, is, it, look,
2: it really is. A, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I've, I've thought about this for quite a long time, guys. I mean, I've seen these groups. I was like, ah, holy shit, the favorite for Worlds, one of my, the, se- the team that I think is the second best, potentially might not get out of groups, all because of shitty BO1s this year. And because they've basically got two teams that can like uh, make strats specific for you just to like, snipe you in BO1s.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: It's so, so fucking... It's so bad. And then you've also got the thing, this is another one to take in account, is your gal's champion pool is like good at Worlds, but when you start pinching your gal's champion pool, Showmaker and Caps have got a plethora of like picks they can like go to. Yagao doesn't, like Yagao can play like safety picks but the depth of what like Caps and Showmaker can play to it is way higher than Yagao, in my opinion so I think there's a lot of angles
0: Right, we'll do uh, one more question and then I'll let you guys go, Uh, it would have been longer but To be honest, I spent way too much time discussing those first few wildcard teams, didn't I? So it is what it is. Right, Uh, that question, by the way, was from Franny Boy. This one is from uh, Vascos, who asks, given all the visa shenanigans for Worlds this year, how likely, I'll change this question slightly so it makes more sense. Um, It's not a bad question, I just think that you do have to caveat it. Um, With all the visa shenanigans for Worlds this year, how likely, should nothing change, is what I would add, uh, is it that there'll be another Worlds in the US? So he's basically asking, like, is is this shit that's happened so far even worth it? Like, will this impact? impact?
1: So I I think what's going to happen. So here's here's what I think is going on with the US. Um, A lot of the visa stuff is still really bogged down and behind because of the pandemic in the long run. The U.S. should have fewer restrictions than most other, I would think, major countries like the Russia one's probably going to be tough if a Russian team ever wants to play in the U.S. again. But for the most part, um, I think it's just backlog. Uh, I think it's just backlog. From from the pandemic. And also, there are already ways around it. Like you can go you can literally go to Mexico and then just immediately fly into the U.S. from Mexico, and it's incredibly easy and there's no restrictions. So there's very easy ways around it already, but I don't think it's going to be a big issue from a governmental perspective to have another war- worlds in the U.S. I would be more concerned about Europe, honestly.
0: Yeah. Actually, uh, I lied. We'll do this one last question just because it tickles tickles my fancy. Um, and obviously, to, to your question, uh, Vasco, the thing is it's like it's going to change almost certainly, so it's kind of like probably most likely irrelevant. Um,
1: It depends on the president, too, and like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. look, like, it's the next one is going to be not until after the next presidential election, so a lot of it's going to depend on that also
0: yeah i don't even um, thought about that actually. I think so a good this point. one i'll i'll throw to to all of you uh if you could replace flax with any european ld uh ad carry who would you pick so if you
1: neon he's you, free 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 free
0: the best <laughs> fe- the best Patrick. <laughs> Ah, but again, and this isn't leaking anything or whatever, because this became public know, information. Apparently they did trial Patrick and obviously decided he wasn't as good a fit as... Uh, yeah, Black. and they're all fucking spiking heroin out there. Like, <laughs> I don't know what was going on. I mean,
1: the, the real the real question is, what happens to G2's GMing without Carlos there? Yeah. Because the thing that made G2 good was that Carlos comes from League of Legends, knows League of Legends well, had a very good read on players, And was willing to make very aggressive changes, even on a good team, to continue. They stayed on top. Like he was really good at identifying what was bogging the team down, or getting players out of the team, uh, before they caused problems or fell off. Like people, I mean, you can think whatever you want about Carlos's situation, but one thing that is just going to be indisputably true is that. Because he's a player himself and because he has shown himself so astute at managing rosters, not only in League of Legends, but in other games as well, that's not replaceable. Like, it is very hard to find good GMs in League of Legends. And the fact that you had that guy was invaluable.
0: And if you actually believe, because a lot of the sort of rhetoric coming back was that it was actually Perks who was doing all the roster. Like, you're just so delusional. Just think about it. (laughs) Think about it for more than five seconds and realize how that's literally not even possible um yeah i mean would you uh, kira pick someone who's not patrick that's a new question pick someone who's not patrick then i let then i let you guys all go then then it's it's, just neon
2: neon neon is a better by the neon this year was a better player than patrick but patrick's a better fit for g2 well
1: neon has a zero dollar buyout too Like, like i actually think that unless unless there's something i don't know about like neon's attitude or work ethic behind the scenes like just from an from looking at the all performance, the, you would have to be dumb not to replace. Yeah, all the
2: GMs yeah. in EU should be killed if they don't pick up Neon somehow. Yeah. Like the, that's the stage we're at. Like this is the freest, easiest pickup of your life. And they're most likely going to fuck it because that's what the EU and GMs have been <laughs> well, doing. Oh, Dagda, what, what, what do
1: you think about this? Since as, 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 as you did a lot of LEC, I'm curious. Yeah, and
0: also, yeah, no, Dagda, I'll Neon. say that you can. Let's say that they're all free agents. Like, if you could upgrade with any AD carry, so like upset becomes an option. Like, is it still Neon? I mean, there's still an argument for Neon. Yeah. Like, you could pick anyone, yeah. Dagda.
3: I still think Neon. Yeah, I think the yeah. the fact that he's kind of self reliant makes it very very easy to play on G two. Um, and I think he he kind of already fits into what would be the system on G two. So yeah, I, I I think Neon was criminally underrated on misfits. Like even when video was at his height, like I think Neon still did a lot for that team that he just kind of got overlooked for.
1: You also yeah. still want somebody who is extremely good but is willing to play second fiddle to caps, and he was already Neon was already playing second fiddle to VTO. Yeah. So that's like a very good sign.
2: I think he was, uh, I think he was the best Western ADC by by the end, and he just he just has not at worlds. I don't think it was
0: actually better close. There you have it. G2, Sign, Neon, or Kira will kill you in Minecraft. And that'll affect, that'll uh, affect the moral conundrum. Yep, yeah, there you go. True. <laughs> We've come full circle. So, yeah, thanks is very much. As uh, Neon are buzz people. <laughs> thanks very much for watching, guys. Thank you, lovely gentlemen, for joining me. And this will obviously be on YouTube uh, tomorrow. Tara.